Uberture curtains light. Ah! This is it. Tonight's the night. No more rehearsing, nursing the part. We know every part by heart. This is it. We'll hit the heights. Oh, what the heights we'll hit tonight. Oh, what the show this is. On with, with the, the show. show. Oh, this, this is, is it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to apologize to all the listeners. No. It's, it's, Come it's on. All good. Phil, you're good at everything Phil, you do. That at was everything great. you do except for singing. That, no. Singing. Come you. on, man. That was no, great. Terrible, so terrible. best story Why are you giving him an X? I'm not giving him an X. I'm, I'm pushing yeah, it to the next Phil's round. Because Phil's the guy, okay? <laughs> like, I'll give you the best story I know about Phil. He was all late right. for a golf tournament once. He ran onto the tee and he hit a hole in one. Oh. Yeah, it was his, uh, his cousin's bachelor party. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> you're, so, you're, so your singing sucks, Phil. It does. It really does. I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that one. All right. Okay, so we have Phil here. Danny, we're on our show number five, the last show of the day. My cousin, Phil. It, it's gone dark outside right now. I'm yeah. in Montreal with you. We got in here. It was dark. There's empty bottles of grappa on the table here. Phil was kind enough to get some espressos to kind of even things out a little bit. Because somebody so, was man. feeling, what was, what was the term again? A little bit cockatiel. Cockatiel. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I aim to serve, right? So I bought you guys some coffee. And I really appreciate, Phil, that he showed me he had one of the original Hardcore Renault shirts here, That's man. That's fucking cool, huh? As part of all the thousands of shirts that I've sent out over the years to people. It's and I'm a little like, beat up. But I made it. I made it's it. great to meet people that I've only spoken to them digitally, man. Well, yeah. it's great to be here. It's great to finally meet you. I mean, I've been following you online. Pleasure, for a pleasure, while, so. man. Honestly. So let's get on with the show here. Uh, Phil, so you're from Creative, but with a three instead of the E, construction company. And then website is under construction. And the email <laughs> is <laughs> creative, but remember, the E is a three, construction at gmail.com. And then the Instagram is creative with a three instead of the E, underscore construction so phil this is your cousin it's a film family no yeah. married in he married into the family okay. yeah all right what do we but want to I, chat about whatever you guys want to speak about uh, whatever it well, is well first uh, we want to learn more about you you've been in the business for like almost two decades yeah i uh, i was actually uh contrary to your last uh, guest i started uh, working at 27 so it was really late in my uh, in what my were you life. doing before construction I was, uh, I had a pipe dream of playing professional soccer. I was in Europe for a little while. My brother actually played 12 years in Europe and here uh, in, uh, in Canada for the Montreal Impact. So, uh, can we please say football? Fuck saying soccer. I don't uh, want to say listen, soccer. I'm good with football. We live we're, here. We're so talking to guys from Toronto, so, yeah, so uh, we have to say soccer. Uh, okay, <laughs> and Americans and everything. I get it. I European get it. football, right? So, yeah. Mm. So, I played the soccer for a little while, chased that dream until the age of 20, went to university. John Molson School of Business at Concordia. My mom, a life bank uh, banker, well, banker. She worked at a bank for her whole uh, life, worked at the bank. And then once you start, sealing that, uh, you start seeing that there's, uh, there's ceilings at the bank and to be just cooped up in four walls, uh, I decided to, uh, to start working with my dad. My dad's been doing this for over four, uh, 50 years now. His dad also original is a mason. Yeah, my dad's right. a mason by trade. His uh, family back in Italy is uh, did a lot of uh, infrastructure, uh, a lot of bridges, roads. So he uh, he's very well versed in concrete as well. So we do a lot of concrete work. I say I started at 27, but the fact of the matter is, is when I was playing soccer in my teens, like Danny and his cousins, we, we, we were pretty much brought on, on site during the summer to work. So it was kind of fun because we do a few weeks, a month or so of work, 
because we were doing whatever summer activities we were doing. And that money, uh, construction pay when you're 15, 16 years old, lasts you all summer. It's a lot of money, cool. man. Yeah. So I was, it didn't uh, last me all summer. It <laughs> lasted me all weekend. Well, man. It, it, me neither. I was going to sneak into bars and, uh, and uh, have some fun. But yeah, and um, I was lucky because not only is my dad in the business, all my uncles on my mom's side are also in the, uh, in the business as well. Uh, from uh, painters to uh, plasterers, not, not joint pullers, plasterers, uh, you know, old school medallions and all that stuff, old school crown molding. Uh, I have a couple of tile setters. Plaster and scraping. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I've, I, was, I was taught uh, when I started uh, in my late 20s when we do a lot of restoration homes in Westmont, which are like over years old. Lime finishes. Exactly. What we would do is uh, we'd create templates out of either plywood or either, out oh, of metal, wow. cut them out, sand them, file them down, learn how to you know, adapt OGs that were damaged for That's water. That's old from school, water. man. Yeah. So I learned yeah. a lot of old techniques. I was blessed. So it was fun making that type of money, but my dad would literally send me with one of my uncles who wasn't working for us, but we'd sub out to them, and uh, I would learn that trade. So, for example, one summer, I spent the whole summer with my uh, Uncle Pat, who is an old Italian man that is in his 70s now, and carpal tunnel on surgery on both, hands, both wrists, paint left, right, because, you know, back then there was no compensation, so you can't paint with your right. Well, you got to work. <laughs> learn how to paint with your left. So I learned a lot of the, the tricks of the, the really old school trades. And uh, But let me tell you, working for your older uncles, there's no sympathy. You're, you're the bitch, as we call, we used to say in construction. Wow. But you learn. You learn and you learn by being yelled were at. Were you psychologically scarred as a result of that or were you just like no, normal? I, like I said, I am blessed with a few things. I, I was. Mental, I was. Uh, I was. No, He's still in therapy. I still <laughs> am in therapy. I was. <laughs> no, I'm uh, like I said, I'm uh, I took a lot of patience from my dad. And that's why I think why we excel now with the company with working with clients, especially I call them modern clients, younger clients. Uh, houses, Pinterest, IG. I want this. I want that. Show me pictures. So, um, yeah, I just, I took it, you know, I, uh, I, I like playing soccer. I like, you know, I'm a bit of uh, they used to call me Phil the Thrill because I, as a nickname, because I like to kind of show off a little bit. So I like that pressure. I like, uh, I like the pressure of, of working under pressure and working under somebody that would just call me, call me out for little, little things like, oh, you didn't clean the paintbrush properly or you didn't, uh, like, where's my trowel? Or, oh, you don't use that four inch trowel to scrape the plaster off the floor. That's my finishing trowel. And, I've been yelled at pretty much, yeah. So I was abused, but hey, it turned out all right. So <laughs> but you learned. That's how we learn, man. You learn. Yeah, I that's did. I really did. And honestly, my dad, uh, great teacher. He's still going at it. I call him the Yoda of construction because he f knows everything. He's jack of all trades, master of all trades. He's he, he was somebody that really helped me out. Uh, What's his opinion uh, of the in, uh, like the industry itself right now and the generation? We, we tried to get him on, man. We could have yeah, convinced him. My, my, you know what? He was working today. He was working, going around, prepping job on, on Monday. Yeah, I'm like, Dad, can you just come? Everybody's going to be there. He was like, you know what? It's too cold. I'm not, not really yeah. into it. So how, how old is he, your dad? He's 65 now. He's 65. 65. Like, like my dad. If you guys are saying it's too cold, it's cold, I guess. Because no, it's, 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 it's blistering cold for me, man. Imagine well, just loading I don't want to imagine. Here, yeah. I don't want that. Well, we typically take January off because uh, we used to work because we do a lot of, uh, we try and plan and schedule our jobs with, with the seasons, right? So a lot of the summer jobs are obviously summer. August inside. Then once we shut down for construction holidays, I just when I had the kids, especially, I said, you know what? I'll just take a bit of time off. Mainly because when you have the kids, it's not really a holiday for the two weeks that you're off. So you want a, a bit of time to yourself to go skiing, recharge, you know, work out a little bit, shed a bit of the winter, the the, the Christmas weight, the Christmas meals weight yeah, that you yeah, put yeah. on. And uh, to be quite frank, I mean, nobody wants to leave the house. If you could not leave the house when it's minus 20 out there and not cut with a grinder outside 
or what you're, you know. Is this every January in, in Montreal and Quebec? Is most it? of the time, yeah. I mean, his birthday is coming around the corner. Sometimes it goes, uh, it goes until his birthday in February, and it gets pretty, uh, it stays cold. You get used to it. It's minus 25. What's getting used to? I don't understand that. Well, you know what it is? It, for me, it's more of a hassle. If you got to leave the house. First of all, it gets dark quickly. But if you have to leave the house in a snowstorm, you get stuck in an hour and a half of traffic, two hours of traffic. Now with the pandemic, there's not traffic, so we use it as an excuse. But if I got to leave the house and be literally between going and get material, setting up jobs, be occupied for three, four hours in my truck, and then I got to work a shortened day of six, seven, eight hours. It's Wait, just not we forgot it. about, like we were talking about before, snowstorm and then finding parking and trying yeah, to no, figure out where just, you're going to put just, your trailer in the snowstorm. And then so, so, so you shut it down. I shut it down. What I do is I, I don't want to say pro bono, but I, I, I help our friends, you know, cousins that call me, friends that call me. I, you know, can you get around to just patching a hole? Uh, my kid messed something up. Can you? So I'll go, up, you know, go over for a coffee, a steak, I'll bring my tools. Because as I'm sure you are, we, we can't stay we can't stay put. No, I get anxiety. Yeah, I, no, I, I really do get anxiety. I, I, I took two Dude, weeks the only off time in I can stay put is actually traveling and going away. But I have to get on a plane. Yeah, yeah. and that can't happen. It hasn't sun. happened in two years. So then I, I can literally go away somewhere, disconnect from the phone, and basically just unwind and then stare at buildings and stare at fences. Yeah, yeah, stare yeah, well, exactly. that's the thing. So you're not really. I know it's not mentally. Stupid, but you're 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 disconnecting from your clients and from the actual yes. work, but you're still re- you're still researching. You're still looking at, yes, uh, at techniques. Well, yes, I are. don't know if you'd really totally disconnect. Even no, you, when on you, vacation. You never do. Because you, your phone is going to ring. I oh, promise no, no, you. I'm going no, no, on no, vacation. Mine doesn't. I shut it off. Yeah, turn, I, don't, I only I use it to take a photo. I can't do that. I'll I can't take do a it. photo, man. I can't do it. No, it's difficult. But for me, what 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 kills me is like, like you went to Japan. Japan is one of the places I had mentioned in the previous, with the previous guest. It's one place I definitely want to visit. I've oh. been around. I've been to Europe. I've I been love to the it. States. New York is incredible too for for Yeah, I love it. So is Montreal. Italy. I love Montreal Italy. I was weird. in the northern part of Italy. Yeah, forget it. Listen, forget it. like I just Bologna, like a fucking Pisa, Venice, so, like it's just beautiful. So I don't know if it's the same for you, but for me, my OCD, it just it's it's always working. It's always kicking in, right? So I'll go to a restaurant and I'll be sitting down having a supper with a. With, you pay with somebody, attention. You pay attention. And I'm looking. I'm like, oh, like I really didn't do a good job at this tie. I didn't do a good job here. Or, or you go to the bathroom know? and you look at something. And you're like, come on, another oh. five, ten extra minutes here would have been better. I hey, would, you you I, look at it and you think about all the times your clients gave you shit for doing a yes, bad job. Yes. Are you kidding uh, yeah. me? Yeah. I don't get that much. I'm lucky. I <laughs> well, <laughs> bad job. I'm just saying the clients that are I making up right it. that it's not perfect, but you see But yeah, they go to those places. restaurants and they go see that they workmanship and they don't complain wow. about that. Yeah. yeah well, I, I remember being on my, on my honeymoon in Cabo and one of the pools was closed because they were repairing the tile. And I was in awe of how they were doing it, right? With the wheelbarrow, very old school stuff for Dima Mexico. And uh, they were actually, and it was fascinating because it was a mosaic tile that they were laying in and repairing the pool. But the mortar that they were using was already dyed the grout color. So it was really just put it, wipe it, and that's it, right? And it's a very old school way of doing things. And here, you don't really think of that. You don't really see that. So I was like literally watching them work for like 20 minutes at the pool. And my ex-wife now, she's like, are you going to come and have lunch? Or I'm like, well, give, give me a few more minutes. <laughs> yeah. is, I'm just really learning something. You know? I'm you learning know, You know something. where everything is perfect talking about that? I've been to Disney in, in Florida. Uh-uh. Vegas. I'll give you a little secret about Disney. Next time you're at Disney, pay attention to how big the second or third story of all the buildings are in Disney. Hmm. It's designed perspectively. Mm-hmm. So it's technically not a full structure on the second or third. Okay. It's designed to feel smaller, further away, so it feels taller. Higher. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing in Vegas. Vegas it, is a 
you can't take me to Vegas. I've been to Vegas so many times for the shows, for IBS and everything like that. And I cringe when I'm walking by those structures because they're disgusting on how they're made. Everything's fake. Disgusting. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, I, again, <laughs> on my stopover, <laughs> on my stopover in my honeymoon to Cabo, we stayed in Vegas for a few nights. And we stayed at the Venetian, which is it's a painful. replica. It's a replica of, of, of Venice. And then I'm, I'm like, wow, this is really nice stonework. No. You know? This is nice. And then no. you get close, and it's like, no. not only the plants and the and, and What the is it like? It's like plastic? Dude, it's, <laughs> it's, it's beyond. Finished. It's finished. It looks like stone. Look, you know, like when you when you install your sills, your Have you not been to ledges. Vegas? I've never. I've, I've exed myself you from Vegas. Never been um, until I have like like fifty grand of a disposable income. I'm not going to Vegas. No, it's not that bad. It's something to see. It's, it's grand. It's it's hyperbole of everything. That's what it is. If but you're a gambler or an alcoholic, then don't go to Vegas. But I mean, if you're a contractor, I want to have the full experience. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, so basically, I, 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 for example, like you know, you're you're a mason, so you install ledges. So I went up and I looked at the ledges. There's and no noticed, such thing. There, it, it's actually styrofoam that they did a parge mix or an acrylic yeah. mix over, and then because yeah. you see that yeah. the mortar is all silicone, it's all sika or whatever silicone to make it look like it was. Yeah. It's ground. The, the Venetian. It's, it's Speaking of the, the Venetia, the gondolas. I did it. it. It's heart wrenching, man. I did it because I've been to Venice. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> I, I so have I. I, I did it because you're there. You're a tourist. You okay? Let's go for a little gondola ride. And it's it, it, it's, it's it's good for the person that hasn't been, right? So that, for that American that's gonna go to the Venetian, say the Palazzo or the Venetian, and they're gonna say, oh, this is what it is like. No, it's not what it is like. Yeah. The food is not even what it is oh, like. Oh, the food's nothing brutal. Is. But I mean, at the end of the day, it was an experience. Would I go back to Vegas? I would. I just. You know, I don't really gamble. I don't like. I'm at an age. I'm 43 years old, so I'm at an age where I don't want to party. I'm, you know, Danny's trying to force me to party now. There, but I mean, uh, I'll tell you a story about Vegas. The very first time I ever went to Vegas, I was invited to go to Vegas because I had a friend whose wife, she was in charge of cashback. So okay. she was one of the top executives of cashback. I don't know if everybody knows what cashback is. Cashback was uh, the number one leading uh, payment supplier for the porn industry. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she goes because she gets invited to AVN every single year. AVN is the Adult Video Network Awards. So she guys, would you guys like to come to Vegas? You can go to CES, which is a consumer electronics show. CES and AVN go on at the same time. CES started with the AVN in the back corner. Porn chicks with electronics. It made a great marriage. Eventually, it got it started getting changed because the porn was overtaking CES. Oh, yeah. So we got invited to the year the last year that it was just AVN and CES and I went there and it's literally like all the porn stars that you're so familiar with seeing. I don't I don't watch porn. Yes, you don't. I know in in right in your face. Right. And you're like going, holy cow. I remember seeing this girl with like 15,000 guys and I'm just like, here you go taking a picture and all this other stuff. But she was always telling me, I can't stand Vegas. And so what she does when she flies in and out because every single bag gets checked. In Vegas, including my bag, once you open it up when you get back in Toronto, there's a nice little card there from the U.S. Customs going, your bag was checked just for security purposes. So she got so tired of this checking bag bullshit because she would go there all the time. She would always bring a big black dildo and put it right on Mm -hmm. the top there. And she knows that no customs officer will ever dig through that. Yeah. Should they never touch that? <laughs> Smart Unless they're freaky. So if you want to get in and out of Vegas and not have your bag checked, just put. I a just big have to black. pack my dildo, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that was my first trip to Vegas, and that was an interesting show. A bunch of other stuff as well too. But then I had to go back for IBS and for all the trade shows and everything like that. Then you start discovering. 
the lack of quality in the architecture. And I'm not a gambler and I'm not a big drinker. I'm not a, I don't have these vices. I don't have it. So I just like every year I'd go back and I got tired of Vegas. I got tired of Vegas really, really quickly. So I'm not a fan of Vegas. No, I know. I, uh, I felt well, it's not a place way. that you go for, right? Well, it's, you know, it's a destination place. You go, you go to Try it out buddies. for once. By all means, experience it. I, enjoy I think it. it's something to see. I yes. think it really is something to see because, but just at the at, at the speed and the scope of work that they it's go insane. through so quickly, it's, it's impossible. Yeah. It's physically impossible for them to build those types of structures in such little time. What fascinates me, and I've never seen, and I'd, I'd be willing to see it if I'd go back to Vegas, and they don't do it as often, are the implosions when they take down casinos. They don't do it anymore. The, the last time I was there would have been the last IBS show, which would have been right at the beginning of... Um, of uh, pandemic of, of the whole COVID thing started and I actually got sick when I was down there and I made jokes about how I was hanging out by the Chinese pavilion way too long <laughs> right and or it could have been the porn you show did, you didn't get in trouble right. I didn't get in trouble whatever right so but the, no the one la- listens to we, were, we were driving around in a cab and there was no it was the first time I was in Vegas in so many years because I was so used to Vegas with so many cranes so much construction going on so many buildings going on it was the first time no construction was yeah. going on and then there was one building, I can't remember the name of it, but it was completely a dead zone. There was nothing going on. And I asked the cabbie, what's going on with that structure there? He goes, that entire building went bankrupt. They're chopping up the, all the metal and all the metal's going right back to China. Wow. So they stopped construction wow. and chopping up all the metal and sending it right back to China. Well, Imagine. Yeah, well, and I don't think they built anything since the pandemic started. I, we, we, I, I don't think doubt, there's any cranes in the skyline. I don't think anything's going on there right now. No, but it, it's something to see, like we said. Totally, uh, totally. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back unless I would have a reason to go back, basically. You uh, ever attended IBS or any of the trade no, shows? No, I, I plan to do so. Uh, I recommend every contractor to at least do it once. Yeah, I had planned to do so a few years back before the pandemic, uh, when I, before I had the kids. So it was maybe what, uh, yeah, it's actually when Matthew was nine, so it was about nine years ago. Before uh, the, before the pandemic, nine years yeah, ago. Well, yeah. <laughs> the, anyway, I guess everything the parental, is pre- the parental pandemic. The parental <laughs> exactly. <laughs> before the my, pandemic of my marriage, my third life crisis. <laughs> but, uh, no, my, so basically, I, I always wanted to go because I've social media. You get to see a lot of stuff that is going on there. So I'm not saying it's not the, it's not definitely not the same thing, but I wanted to go just for the experience. Uh, there's also the magic show, which is the Garmin show that yep. that's held there. It's it's, but I also heard that the conventions are boring. So if you again, if you if I would have the opportunity to couple it with something I would, that I would enjoy, my I would go f- my down. focus now is I want to go to Germany. So Bau Bau is the the big European construction show out there. The problem is that it happened uh, the year before pandemic, and then pandemic came. It only happens every other year. It hasn't happened again. I think the rumor is that next year it's supposed to be happening. Okay. That's the show I definitely would go, or also the tile show in Bologna which is Circe, yeah. which is supposed to be one of the best tile shows in the entire world. Really? That's where my mindset is now, because I've seen what's going on in North America. They haven't evolved. I've s- there's nothing new, crazy, interesting. I've been to the show like nine times. I want to go to Europe now. I want to see what Asia and Europe is bringing to well, the market. I feel market. like Germany would yeah. be a... Germany, Germany is, a, yeah. is a game changer. I think it's in Stuttgart. Could it be? Uh, where, no, it's in uh, Munich. It's in Munich. It's okay. in Munich, yeah. It's well, a, a it's a huge there. show. It's a serious show. Well, my cousin, like I said, I have a couple of cousins that work for my pay, so they're they're, they're constantly in uh, in and out of. They would uh, be there, yeah. So they they're, they're constantly traveling to to. Mapay in Italy is a different game. Oh. Like Mapay in Europe is a different yeah. game they, than what it is they here. They have products that we haven't even they'll, seen. They'll, but they'll never bring them here, and I wish that they would. 
it, it's it's tough, right? Because like it's too competitive, uh, I guess. Eh? Well, already you know the fact that there's well, wait, a lot hold of on a second. What do you mean products? Concrete, that oh, concrete, concrete products. products, concrete finishing, concrete yes. structure, anything. Just yes, they make everything and anything. And now they're just with the with Schluter overtaking the the North American market in the past few years. I mean. It's everywhere. Now, right. now you can't get a credit board if your life depended on it. Because yeah. the rumor mill is that order. it's coming, like it's within the week or two. But the unfortunate thing is that the U.S. is getting all stock first before yeah. Canada. Well, just like our plywood. I'm pissed off year. about that. Well, I, I love Schluter and I love Curdy. I think it's yeah. an amazing. Well, party. I've been now I've been forced to kind of. Well, I use my pay obviously because of you know a family tie, so I have a bit of a of an affection. Did you switch over to? I use I use Schluter as well. I oh. use whatever now is whatever's available. I, a weedy weedy board is okay. uh, is the equivalent to a Curdy board right now, and it works just as well. It does it does the job. Uh, you know, we're at a. I think we're at a point. You know, to talk a little bit about construction. Finally, I think. <laughs> we're at, I think we're right at, we're at crossroads now. With it, just obtaining material has gotten so trying, um, and and uh, it's um, it's it's having a, a lot of people say, yeah, we're super busy. We must be making a lot of money. Yeah, we are busy. But the thing is, is a project like, for example, a regular bathroom that would normally take me about a week and a half to two weeks. And Danny could tell you that the speed that we work at is incredible. I'm having to go back. I have to mobilize two, three times. I mean, I've done bathrooms last year where I finished the bathroom. Phil, how long is it taking now? Uh, you know what? I still finish the job. I mean, listen, I uh, I pride myself on being a, a person that finds solutions. That's what I, at the end of the day, that's what I'm selling. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do your job. I'm going to serve the client as best as I can. But for me, what's important is we find a solution. And I mean, I've had to make rigs with two by fours, with you know pressure treated two by fours because the shower door, glass custom shower door wasn't going to be ready for six weeks because of hardware. So client had to shower. Shower curtain, make sure it's waterproof. You know, they were okay with it. Give them a little sketch. This is what's going to look like. Why is there a lack of hardware for shower? Because a lot of the, the, the metal metal parts, they come from China. If everything, I think if everything is in the garage, well, that's everything what we is not, I think doing, we're like two weeks, I'm done. Yeah, this is what we started. We started telling clients, you know what? But then, then you got the suppliers that are just, they're lying to, through their, their teeth. I had one bathroom that we were supposed to start in May. I told my clients, make sure everything is ordered. I have delivery dates of when the, the, the material will be there. Especially the plumbing fixtures, because there's a couple of companies, Tenzo, that they had a few items on back order. A lot of the valves were on back order, so basically we would make sure we have a, a you know a, an invoice sheet with a delivery date on it, and then we w- I would plan my because I schedule. Yeah, beginning of every month, I do my schedule. Very hard to do. My dad at 65 years old, that just throws in jobs and projects. Oh yeah, by the way, we have to go this for. Uh, he just for wants our to start cousin, it, build it, whatever's yeah. missing. We'll come back and oh, yeah, do I, it. I got like we're so busy. I plan everything. Like we're not a huge company. We have yeah. I, I, when we're at our busiest, we have maybe my dad, myself, and we have an employee or two each. So we're, we're a crew of five on one job, and we do multiple jobs. So we try and stick to two or three concurrent jobs. But last year, I, I was caught doing five, six jobs that were, that were open, which is a nightmare. It's a nightmare that I can't close because, A, most importantly, I don't get paid if I'm not finished. So clients are retaining money, and you can't blame them for retaining money because no. the job is not finished. No. And then the other problem with, with that is you, you, you find yourself doing a half day here, half day there. You get stuck in traffic. There's a lot of time lost. And time, the first thing I learned, time is money especially in construction and construction if you could bang out a bathroom if i give you a, a a lead time for a bathroom to be finished so you take a shower take a dump in three weeks i give myself a bit of a padding because maybe it's a you know moving a little bit of fixtures and whatnot if i finish in two weeks or a week and a half and i could start another bathroom that a client will gladly push me up for i'm making more money it's also the the motivation it it chips away at your motivation because you want to wrap that job up you want to see the p- the pleasure on the client's face and also you want to get that final 
payment well, yeah, of and course. then move on. Bottom line, listen, we're in business to make money. We all understand that. But, yeah. uh, but at the end of the day, all of our contracts are referrals. So if I can't keep a client happy, I am not working. I, there's no, there's are no, they blaming no you, Phil? No, a lot Inadvertently? Of times, well, something I learned, and I didn't learn this, from, unfortunately, from my dad. It's not one of the things I learned from an old school worker like him. Is, and I learned it more from, from, from going to school and working at the bank. Is, is A lot of it is managing. It's, it's not babysitting because you don't want to look at your clients as, as babies. Yeah. But it's managing clients' expectations. So you have to have that dialogue. And sometimes it's exhausting because you meet clients that are very involved and very implicated, which is good because at least you know what they want to like the finishing and to how something's got to be with pictures and whatnot. But sometimes it's very time consuming when you have a client. If I'm on another job and I have a client that's texting me every 15 minutes and I got trial tools on my, I'm, I'm putting, you know, rapid drying RS from my pay, uh, uh, thin set to try and finish out. Bang Shout out, out to my pay. Fly us down to the uh, Germany show, please. Thank no, you. The, the Italian good. show. <laughs> Shout out to my pay. So, I mean, that's what comes down to, right? So it's, it's, it, it, be, it can become annoying, but like anything else in life, once you set boundaries and yeah. you have that conversation with the client, like, listen, you can't call me between, if I'm not there, when I'm there, I'll take a half an hour to a walk through every morning with my client. I'll walk them through it. I mean, I joke around and say, you know, when, when speaking to a client, especially about construction stuff, you don't want to like, dumb it down, but you want to speak to them as if you're speaking to an eight-year-old child where you're clear so you understand where it's going. And clients do ask when you're going to finish. But if you have that conversation and you tell them you could expect for it to be finished by the end of next week, you're not going to get that hassle. And for me, it's just avoiding that stress because then I don't have to put stress on my employees. I don't have to put stress on my suppliers. I, I never whole, answered that question. How this, long is it going to take? I never answered that question. But you have to you answer have it. To, you, you, I, I, I never do. I have the dialogue, have they, the dialogue before so that... If you don't answer it... Okay, so like construction is really about, like you said, it's like well, I'm client, it, client management. It's all about their expectations. If you can't answer every single question that they're asking you with a legitimate answer to satisfy their needs, then they'll question your questions. Then they start chipping away at you. And then what happens is you start contributing to the possibility of not getting your full final payment. Oh, yeah. Then it becomes a renegotiation at the very end. Yeah. So all you try to do as contractors is be as pleasant as possible yeah. during the entire process. We know that the world has gone to shit. We know supplies has just gone to shit. We try to give them legitimate answers, which is exactly what our suppliers are telling us. They don't want to hear it. They want the bathroom done. They want the job done. Well, I don't know how it's been in, in Toronto, and it's been like this a little bit here in Montreal. A lot of a lot of my clients, and it all started off with uh, a lot of the younger clients. You know, they're a bit more cost conscious. They're they're educated. Like you, I'm, I deal a lot with like working for an engineer. You know what? Yeah, you kind of got to know what you're talking about and what you're doing. But at the same time, working for an engineer that you know what on his spare time is going to give you CAD drawings of how he wants his wainscoting. It's it's a joy. Oh yeah, like, you know. So working for lawyers, you're working. You received CAD drawings for, for a Wayne Scotty fireplace on a on a, on a mantle. Uh, I he even laid out how I should cut my hexagonal marble towel with my wet saw. Fantastic client. He still calls into this. They were friends. Most of my clients, and I think Danny is in the same boat. Most of my clients have become friends. I'll stop by if I'm in a neighborhood for another job. They invite me over for coffee. That's not easy to set up those drawings to send it off no. to you. But they're engineers, right? So they that's, they that's their language. To do. <laughs> like, what? Sorry, they have nothing better to do. That's not that. It's, you know what? I'm they, kidding. They, but they, but, they but, that, but that helps you a lot. Like, a lot, man. If, if it's done properly, man, it's a joy yeah, to have that. I'd rather work with a client that's educated, exactly, and like knows that. what they want. Yes, we, as opposed we spoke to working with designers, right? Yeah, we're talking about designers. We spoke about it in the run, right? If you could pick your choosing clients and and be. 
available and have your clients are the people that understand it's it's so much better well danny to uh, work right let's call a spade a spade if you're in this business for a little while like your dad has you have i have manny has and you don't have the luxury because it is a luxury to pick your clients if you don't have the luxury to pick your clients you're doing something wrong you're not busy enough you know, you, you haven't I, positioned yourself correctly. No, you got to you got to look at markets. Like now, I'm I'm working specifically in a in, in a neighborhood, where the neighborhood, uh, I have my brother that happens to be the sporting director because he played pro soccer. So he, I have everybody loves him. He's like I call him the mayor of the neighborhood, and uh, so the minute I say, well, I'm Rocco's brother, I'm so and so's brother, it's like, oh, okay, great, you, you got the job, and, and before contract, before price, before anything, but it's because they have that sense of trust yeah. right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. But this neighborhood also has been done and my father-in-law was, was doing the brick there 20 years ago yeah. the first phase is 20 years old places the place has to be remodeled and i'm doing two bathrooms at a time so i said you know what it's a good clientele there are a lot of engineers a lot of lawyers a lot of educated clientele i don't have to deal i know that they're well to do i don't have to go scrounging for my money because the thing i hate the most and i'll i don't even do it anymore is having to beg for my money because it's my money at one point, it, it's no longer your money. It's my money. And the, the worst part is, is when they hold your payment hostage for little, little items, I mean, it's not fair. Would you, would you rather work for less money in a client that leaves you alone or more money in a client? I have no, pro- I have no problems with it. Listen, they, 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 What's the less or more? What are we talking about here? 30% more. But listen, me personally, speaking for myself, I don't have an issue with clients. They're, it's their money. Dude, it's their money. You know what? At the end of the day, I want I, I, I like, I'm, I'm a yes guy. I like to say yes. I like to please. I'm a people pleaser at the end of the day. I used to work when I was younger. I worked in clubs. I worked in restaurants. I was a waiter. I was always in, in the hospitality industry when I was playing soccer just to make that extra cash. But I learned how to please people. I want to please you. So at the end of the day, the client, you know what? Like you okay, said in the other both podcast. clients are happy at the end of the day, but would you rather work for the guy that's going to pay you it doesn't affect a bit me. less? I'd rather and work not for the client that's going to still keep me happy and in love with this industry. Yeah, exactly. The client that's, that's going to say, you know what, Phil and his dad or Phil and his crew, Manny and his crew, did my bathroom, did my kitchen, did my house extension, did something as small as, you know what, my backsplash. He did a great job. They were clean. They were yeah. polite. Mm-hmm. They were fair. They, they were very, they guided us through, because it's not an easy process, dude. No, if you don't know anything about it, it's not an easy process. It's a very well, stressful process, too, well, for people. Renovations, that, uh, they say it. Renovations, aside from moving, renovations is one of the most stressful things that somebody So does. what's yeah. worse, a client that doesn't know anything about it or a client that thinks that they know everything about well, it? Well, for sure. A client. Well, if the client that doesn't know, any, well, yeah, the client who thinks that knows everything, for sure. Is worse. Of course. Yeah, of course. Right? If you don't know anything about it and you accept that and you're, tr- you're hiring me and you're trusting me, then that's great, right? That's the best type of client that we could have. But we have to be honest with ourselves and say we're doing this job at 100%, right? Which which well, is what we job, do, listen, right? I, t- I tell all my employees, all my guys that, that join us, join our crew, that and then, you know they come and go, uh, like we spoke about Don't before. Don't shift before gears down just because no, you're not No, the best type of clients are the ones that trust you 100%, I tell, right? I tell all my employees, all the guys I work for, all my sub-trades, when my electrician calls me, what do you want me to do with this? I'm like, dude, what would you do if it was your house? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, what would it do? Like, if it's your house, would you install this? Like, one of my biggest pet peeves, and because we, we do everything turnkey, when somebody paints, I mean, this isn't, anybody could paint. Let's face it. Yeah, it's a skill. With a bit of practice, you could become a good painter. Now, when you paint, you want to use tape, you don't want to use tape, you want to use frog tape, whatever you want to use. Paint as long as it looks good. But when somebody paints over shit, I call it shit, putty that's not sanded down, a miter that's not properly sanded down, latex that's not done properly. It's your fault that you painted over that. Yeah. I have to go correct it 
because you didn't take the time to take out a sanding pad or your finger or whatever it is, a rag, wipe it the way you were supposed to, redo it. Because at the end of the day, that's my calling card. That's my Instagram. Every, that's my every painter the end, I that's know what it is, right? knows the term deflection, man. Like, if you think you can paint over something that wasn't sanded properly and not see it when yeah. you finish your final coat, then you're Stevie Wonder Painting Company yeah. is what you are. You can't see that, man. Yeah. Like that's it's the first. It's the first thing your eye is gonna go to. Yeah, at that it's point, the finishing. Man. At the yeah. end of the day, you know, I do rough. So right? don't ignore it. Don't put the blinders on. Don't ignore yeah. it. Listen, bring it up. Whether sanded. Well, yeah, exactly. Like if I tell, like sometimes I'll have uh, newer guys. I'll ask, "Is this okay?" I'm like, "Well, listen, you live with your parents because they're young. Would your mom get mad if you know you left a scuff mark like that in the kitchen floor? Of course, of course. So take care of it. You don't have to." But uh, most of the time, if you have to ask, is this okay? It's not okay. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. Yeah, absolutely. But I'd rather my guys ask me every step of the way. I make lists. I'm a big fan of lists. I'm, I'll make my guys a list. Like, you know what, Mike? You got to do this today. This is your. These are your 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 targets to reach today. Because I know if you reach those targets, I'm happy. I'm in my money. I'm in my time. It's good. You know, I got one guy that he works slower. You know, but he works. He, he works better perfect. Yeah. yeah, like I have, I know there's no callbacks, there's no deficiencies, there's no. I want other clients. That's worth something. I, too. When, That's when, worth something. When my clients, because at the end of the day, these clients of ours, they're letting us into their home. Like you know, nobody lets a stranger into their house. They're trusting us. I got clients that because of ref referrals, they'll leave me a key. But I never take a key, lockbox. You know, and yeah, I'm not and, a big fan I'll, of keys either. I'll lend, and, and if I have a sub trade that's going, it's one of my sub trades. If it's a sub trade that I got referred to because my guys are two, three companies were too busy, I'm going to be on site. I'm not just going to let anybody into somebody else's house. How yeah. would you feel if you just let a stranger, somebody that you kind of know, that you got to know over the past month, lets in a stranger at your home? Forget about like robbing stuff and thieves and all that. That that never comes up. That like that you can't get away with that. But why would you know? Why would you want to violate somebody's trust like that? Yeah. that's the way I look. I at walked it. away from a job because I was quoting the job, was running through the scope of work in in the actual home with the clients right in front of me, and then they, for whatever reason, started to having a, a conversation in front of me, questioning whether or not to give me a key, because they weren't sure if they could trust the sub trades that I was going to be bringing in for their valuables inside the house hmm. this was actually a conversation that was happening right in front of me yeah wow. and at That's the end slap. of that yeah at the end of the conversation i left there left with pleasantries and i emailed them the following day saying i'm not interested in doing your job yeah, yeah good absolutely. luck with it and take care well you can't overreact. should have stole something on the way out <laughs> <laughs> naturally danny would say something like that well i i just in um in the just fall, to prove a point <laughs> well in the fall of last year i had a contract i had to walk away i left money on the table i had to negotiate my balance are you a contractor we're a contractor yeah. everybody's gone and exactly. that's always happening they were filming us oh yeah they were filming us and then you know like the I, entire time the, the entire time that i have a problem i, I know legally ass. speaking it's their home and they have every right to do that but i have a problem with that if their occupation and i went to their business and i started filming them what they're doing they wouldn't be comfortable with yeah, it. He was a lawyer. He was a lawyer. And I told him, and you know, I'm not the type that's, I'm, I'm, I don't like confrontation. You know, if I need to say something, I'll say it. I'll be transparent. I'm very transparent. But I don't like to start off projects on the wrong foot. I'm going to be pleasant because it's important. And I'll make jokes. Backhand the compliments, you know, occasionally they're needed. So I told him, like, listen, I didn't know you guys were going to put a camera, but you know that I got to upcharge you. I got to charge you more for, for, for you guys to film us working yeah. because, you know, 
it's a privilege to watch us work. Oh, he put a camera while you guys were working. Oh, yeah. I've had that time. Time. And too. I had guys coming in that weren't comfortable with that. Dude, no, I, I had that. And all my guys came up to me and they all said, we're not comfortable with that. Can you please speak to them? And I just yeah. said, listen, I'm sorry, but that was never part of the original agreement with us. And yeah. you know what? Then we stack boxes in front of it. You know, there's some guys that weren't comfortable. There's some guys that weren't comfortable. You, you don't know some guys. Maybe one gun company came in, an HVAC guy, if, if you know, maybe not all, all those guys are carded. Yeah. Maybe one of his guys is a criminal. We, we don't know, right? But the client, that's what's going through their mind. What if somebody steals something? What if they don't work? But at the end of the day, I mean, it was a bit of tile work, a bit of this, a bit of that. It wasn't like, you know, and, and it was not a million-dollar mansion either. Well, it's, it's, the, it's the disrespect that I don't yeah. like because they it's automatically— It's the talking down. We spoke yes, about this. The yes. talking down about construction people are they fucking— They automatically we're, we're below, assume— We're below you. Yes, that you're, you're a grunt. You're yeah. nothing. You're you just have no value. You're just a And I want to capture you doing something— Wrong. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, we are discriminated against. I'm sorry. Listen, oh, I, I, we, we I spoke consider about myself, it. I consider myself a bright, a bright person, an educated person. Been to school, and then when I tell people, yeah, I'm a, I'm a carpenter, not even a general contractor. I'm a carpenter, general contractor. Right away, you could tell people's tones. But it's it's unfortunate. But at the end of the day, I'm confident enough in myself, my ability that it doesn't bother me. But at the same time, it's not cool. Well, you just do construction. Well, yeah, I just do construction. But I know construction guys that are I'm sorry. I, I just build the city. Yeah, I'm sorry. Exactly. I just build the home that you live in. Exactly. Uh, I'm sorry. I build, you know. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. We, a lot of people underestimate what we do. Yeah, we, 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 we work with our hands. We, uh, we, 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 we put our heart and souls in a lot of our projects. But at the end of the day, we're serving you. You know, when I finish this bathroom... I'm gone. You're showering in it. You're, you're taking a dump in it. You're enjoying you're it. it. You're enjoying it. You're looking around saying, wow, this is a nice, you know, like, you know, you're sitting on the well, it's what minutes, we, 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 we created what your dream bathroom wants yeah, to look like. Yeah. I joke around. We joke around on our slogans. I was looking for slogans on my website that we're, we're, we're looking, to, looking into doing when I have the time. And, you know, it's like you it's know, never realizing your dreams, making your dream, just fooling around. But at the end of the day, that's what we do. That's what it is. You have uh, your you dream like, bathroom that you're envisioning in your head. And then after, like then, then like you said, right, we're, we're creating this and you're, you're going to be living in this and you're going to be using this washroom for the next 50 years. But I, the, still the mentality is uh, is that, is that we're beneath you because you're a lawyer, or right? Or, I tell my client, they're condescending. Some people are condescending, they just can't help. They can't yeah, help. Yeah, they it just can't help it. it. But at the end of the day, I tell my clients all the same thing. When I'm done, I'm done here, I'm done. If you call me for another job, you have a block apartment, you have other work, refer me to a friend. If I'm ever in the neighborhood and you see me driving by, you invite me for a coffee, it'd be my pleasure. But at the end of the day, when I leave here, it's your house. You have to be happy. Yeah. So when they ask me for something, whether it's a change order, whether it's an extra, with extras, I've learned the hard way that everything's got to be documented, unfortunately. It's the world we live in. Paper trail and everything. Email, text message. Just email. Ideally, email. Just so that just you a have, train of you communication, have, you have a paper trail. That's God all. forbid, well, because it's happened. Oh, I didn't do those. Th- I didn't ask. For and then those also posts. take the payment right then and there before you actually do it. That's what I've learned a few years back. Yeah. And I'm that's like, how I operate. just you, you pump the brakes. Extras. You pump the brakes. Yeah. You have Fine. to afford to be able to pump the brakes. We, no, no, the, you have to. You pump the brakes. You shut it down. You stop it. And you yeah. go, fine. You want to change this. You want a full niche. You want heated floors. You want something. Fine. Here's the price. Are you guys signing off on it? Great. We'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. Then you get it done. But then the check is handed to you before you start to scope because if you don't get the money in full not partial in full it's going to be a discussion later on at the end that's that's and it's already done it's already done my dad and my dad i mean listen his his clientele was all immigrant italians friends of family cousins of family whatever so 
I kid you not that my dad until about when we got into a bit of a dispute with a client of ours who were friends of the family about my daughter's seven years old, about seven years ago, shit at the fan. We lost money. I had to go to court. It's stuff that nobody wants to go through. Even if we are protected from our home, own homeowners association with the RBQ and all that, I mean, the, it's very limited. When you go to court, the contracts are out the You're never going to win. You're never, never going to win. They're never going to win. Then, only then, and then my dad operated always, and he still does today, with no deposits. Crewman Group, I learned that from. And, and it's, I think it's a smart move because it puts the trust in their hand. Yeah. Absolutely. But I also learned from Ty, Nickel General, off mic, and I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this. When he does his jobs, he gets all the checks for every single stage milestone That's at the very first day. Dated. That's a very good idea, actually. So the last check is already in his hand, and he's just got dialogue communication between the client and him. Scope of work is yeah, complete. The it's check worth, is going it, in tomorrow. It's worth nothing, right? So no, you no, posted a no, check. There's no, no money in the account. No, it's it's not, not, no, it's no, 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 no. Pressures on them to have that money. No, no, no. no. There, it's worth. I, I understand what you're saying, legally speaking, saying that you received a post-dated check. So basically, mentally speaking, you think you already assumed that they didn't have the funds to begin with. But you have to look at the flip side of the coin on the legal perspective. They've committed to the entire to job pay and yeah. paying you right to the, the end. Job. Yeah. I have to ask you, man, do you use uh, CD, uh, CCDC contracts in Ontario? No. Uh, there, are construction, there, there are construction contracts that you could download. I was working... Uh, I, I did a mixed match of mine, and then eventually I went to a lawyer and just customized mine. Okay. I, I shortened it. I actually condensed it because the contracts online are so generic, yeah. so long, and you don't have to cover all those things. But here's the funny thing from all my education with lawyers and all this other shit that I've gone through. You could have a contract. You can shake hands. It doesn't fucking matter. No. Either side could penetrate yeah, both. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. That's just how it is. Well, yeah. Like now what, what we try to do is, and again, I think, and again, not to mention the last uh, podcast that I sat on uh, right before with the guest uh, in terms of detailed scope for quotes, especially in contracts. I detail everything. I do it. I started doing I, I, it. I understand. I understand where Danny's coming from because we, in some jobs I don't. Some jobs, my dad, especially my dad, if he goes, oh, you know what? I got a, a brick job, a brick repair job, the side of a duplex. Uh, it's a uh, thirty-five grand. Okay, that thirty-five grand. What's the square footage? So it's his client. He knows. He already told the client it's thirty-five grand. I put my thirty-five grand. I add my ten points of administration, maybe five points of profit if my dad allows me to. Then the taxes and it's done. It's his contract. But the thing is, is my clientele, as I said before, is a lot more educated and a lot younger. They want to see where their money is going. So, and I, I find and I've noticed that by giving them, and, and it takes time. It takes time to break down. Like I just did a basement. I finished it actually this morning. I sent it out. I did a full complete basement. Uh, we're talking everything from uh, insulating, soundproofing the ceiling, putting the strapping, all the bulkheads have to be built to the floor. Like literally they want, they have a kid now. They want to finish it with a bathroom. I listed, I itemized the bathroom on a separate, uh, on, a separ on a separate note, all the material, how much, you know, budget for it all. It took me time. It took me a good 20 hours that I'm not going to get paid for. Um, if I get the contract, I'll, I'll see my money. But it's a quote. If I don't get the contract, it's 20 hours that I could have been playing with my kids. It's part of the game. But I find that by sending something like that, aside from the fact that you do look a lot more professional than a lot of other contractors, and it is what it is, the fact that they know that you took the time, they may not know it's 20 hours or 30 hours on the, like on a house, man. I've worked 100 hours on quoting by division 
yeah. know, the construction division is a thousand, yeah. two thousand for demo, like, and working down and saying, this is what it is. Yeah, and but not the, getting the see, my, 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 and again, you guys are much more patient than I am, and you're much more experienced than I am in the big general renovation projects and and builds and stuff i'm just like simply brick mm. my idea on that is that do you really want to be having that discussion after with your client when he says oh so the demo was three thousand what's but, your concern yeah. that a certain line item they think they can hire somebody else for cheaper for, for that cheaper line is that for that no. so project, project, i found but here inadvertently here's what's happening by you doing a line item in as detailed as possible you're vetting your client mm -hmm. yeah so if they start coming back and you going line item whatever it is I can get that price done for far cheaper. Would you be fine with me hiring a sub to do that? At which point I say, no, I'm yeah. not interested in doing this well, job because I'm full service. I come in here, take yeah, care of this entire project. Can you do better on this? Can you no. do better no. on that? The, I can, can reduce the scope. Yeah. I cannot lower my price. We There's can, a yeah. massive difference. Well, yeah, because everybody has a budget. Like I have maybe a handful of clients that I know for a fact have no budget. And it's nice to work with them because, yeah, but at the end of the day, some clients, some clients... Well, most clients have a budget. So by, by do, making line items and making as description, descriptive and as detailed as possible, A, you're vetting your client, you're right, because you, you could have an asshole client and you could tell right away and you could refuse a job. But just like, you know, it's a staple to have code valid for 30 days at the bottom of your contract and your notes. These days is one week. These days with the price of lumber, you have no choice. I, 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 but code's valid, I still do 30 days. And then I write in, I write in a, an a asterisk. Note, pandemic a note, or whatever, yeah. Due to the pandemic, prices could fluctuate, blah, blah, blah. And I also write, Project pricing. If I go in and you ask me to, you know, Phil, come, I gotta install me two doors. I'm not gonna. Oh, okay, it's gonna cost you 500 bucks, 200 bucks, whatever it is. I'm not gonna go through a, uh, you know, what, four screws, a bit of PL, a bit of 2P10. I'm not going that detailed. No, no because way. Because it's it's a little job. It's something like that. No, I know, but it's because these clients are paying you for the again, like you said, the scope of it. They're paying you to make that happen. There's a miscellaneous so line item you where you have know, all those little things. But why do to you it? want to know exactly every step of the way if you're hiring yeah. me for my skills to get the job done? You know what it is for me. It's it it works both ways. You're vetting your client, and they're seeing that you're thorough and you're taking the time. Yeah. And at the same time, I yeah, think but you're they, wasting time. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's wasting time, but you're spending time. You well, want to you know see how many hours? Okay. Bad, so is it wasting time? If not you, I don't want to say wasting time, but it, you're 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 using up your time, not making money somewhere else, trying to get this job off this client when they're gonna get three other prices. They're gonna be in the same scope for their project. They know what if, if you're getting into. What if you don't do that? They hire you, and then they become a really bad client, and now you've lost money. There goes the profit, and now it's a headache, and it's getting into negativity. And you're at home thinking, I could have not done this job and made more money sitting at home. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, I think the vetting, the end, it's, I it's think contractors vetting clients, clients right? is, is an art form. I think you have to either poke the bear and figure out, like I, like I said, I've been in meetings before with new clients where it's a couple, and all of a sudden, they'll literally start fucking attacking each other. Oh. They'll be like, I hate you because of this. I hate you because of that. Hey, pleasantries all around. Nice to meet you. Great. Whatever. Send an email. You know, I'm okay. sorry. My schedule is filled up now. I cannot be a part of this project. Wow. Good luck with it. Goodbye. Of course. You don't want I do right? not want to be a part of that. And I've learned, I learned the hard way, like the hard way where I lost a lot of money. You're better off if you get a gut feeling of a client being a negative. Walk away from it, man. But no matter how Learn you prepare no. yourself, my way or your way, 
bad clients no, are going to be bad no, clients. No, I, I think if you go I detail, have... you find it faster. And you, yeah. all you got to write yeah. is it's project pricing. You know, oh, my, my brother-in-law is an electrician. My cousin's friends, best friends, dogs is electrician. I want nothing to do with electrician. that. No, yeah. I, I have done jobs like that. It's a headache but for, me. I, I, for me. I write, I write, it is, it is. But I write in, the, in one of the, 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 the notes, one of the, the descriptions, I say, if you're gonna you're gonna um, uh, supply your electrician, if it's God knows who, I don't. I'm not interested, like you said. But if the, it's the guy's brother-in-law or the guy's brother or the guy's cousin, sure, no problem. I will give him a timeline saying that it's got to be completed. And if it's not completed, not only do I call my guy in, I got to pay my guy to bump me in, come and do it. So it's going to be at a surcharge, and I, I, I'll describe all of that. It's going to cost on average. They won't like that though, eh? They won't. But I'll lose. But either way. And then you have to manage their person. Yeah, absolutely. Which but you're I'm, not being there compensated. There should be a cost. There should be a cost. Well, to but they won't like that either, too, because yeah. now you well, can't this guarantee. This is what I'm saying, right? It could go. It could go both yeah, ways. But, but when I do that, I'm beautiful. Vetting, I'm vetting my my prospective yeah, client. That's exactly. Because if they're yeah. saying, well, you know what? Oh, if you're not willing to do that, then I'm not going to hire you. Well, then they decide that they didn't hire you. You're not refusing, and they don't get offended. So your name is still kind of protected. Listen, clients, I guess it's different for me because it's simple. For me, it's a square foot price, and it's X amount. But you of haven't you haven't gone foot. to the scale of where you're like doing a whole addition, you're doing a whole house, you're doing a whole no, bunch of no, stuff. No, no, I haven't. Once done you that get yet. into that, you start breaking it all down. You got to understand, like every contractor's got to understand that clients just do not shoot a dartboard. Uh, at a dartboard and all of a sudden pick this contractor despite to give a hundred thousand dollars yeah they don't so they either got your name from a co-worker yeah. somebody else so i call it the kickback hour most clients are in the afternoon bored out of their fucking minds at their office job and they go online we need to do a reno and they're talking to somebody on facebook on ig on tiktok or whatever do you would you recommend anybody and then they'll go well you know what i saw phil he does great work why don't you reach out to him that's how they find you once they find you, they're going to find two others. If they're smart enough, they'll find two others. And then they'll start comparing apples and apples. And they may get the low price, the high FU price, and then they'll get the, the proper price in the middle. They're doing vetting on you as much as you should be doing on, on them. them. So spend yeah. the time and effort vetting them. It's important to vent them. Yeah, It's going to save you legal stress like I don't know how many contractors out there that listen to the show that have gone down the legal road. Ugh. Dude, the, the money being spent on lawyers is a fucking fraction to the stress of yeah. fucking with your life. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. So whatever you can it. do to avoid that and try to be the better person or the bigger person or whatever it is, I would recommend it. Always remind them who you are, what you brought to the table, how good you are, how good you are as a person in this industry, and remind them of all the work that you've done for their house all yeah. the extras don't ever ignore any freebies if you come along and you've done something just for out of the goodwill for you tell them don't tell them sarcastically don't tell them egotistically tell them i did a job where i did a bathroom and we did a curbless shower i hate curbs but i had to do a curbless shower because structurally i couldn't go into the joist to do it and then it was the penny round one where i actually took the penny round went, went around yeah. there and it was beautiful it turned out great i'm doing the job and was i'm the like one, with the one with the four linear drains no, that's a different one. That's beautiful still too, right? So uh, that, this was another one. It was just all penny rounds, and we did the shower. It was a tub, and then all of a sudden, we made it come out on the curb. Oh, I remember and that. And then yeah, I, yeah, I did yeah, the yeah. a cove, and it came I out. Think, I think in your niche, was also rounded, right? Exactly. Yeah, came all around, job. right? And all of a sudden, we're doing this, and I'm like, you know what would be nice to be the heated floor? Let's do heated floor here, Schluter. I didn't even tell them that I was going to do it. I just did it. And I didn't even tell them until the job was completed, and they asked me, what's this thing on the wall here? And I said, it's a thermostat, right? 
this was a younger couple that was having their, first, their second baby, and they wanted to have a home birth. They're having a home birth, and they're having it in the bathroom, and I'm getting text messages from the clients. We're about to give birth, and I'm like, that's wonderful news, right? Ambulance is here, firefighters are here, police are there, everything. My wife is on the floor, and she really appreciates your heated floors. <laughs> wow. Then I get pictures of the baby popping out, and then she's like, your heated floors were amazing for having birth at home. And I'm like, that gave me a great it's a, feeling. It's a and now I'm talking to them about a full-scale addition for their house but that yeah. they don't want to sell. They want to stay in there, yeah. but I took care of that one bathroom and everything in the basement. Now they want to gut everything. Yeah. That's what you do as a contractor. But... I again that client I was the highest price when I went in yeah. and he's like but we liked you but I think at the end of the day aside from the fact that we have to sell ourselves because yes. listen Danny I've known him since he's been a kid like a long long time but he's a salesman he's a salesman yes he's a salesman now for me the way I approach it in terms of selling myself is all about honesty and integrity and transparency people smell bullshit from a mile away for sure so when I approach clients I have to, the way I look at it is, I have to subtly make them realize that they're the ones that called me. I didn't knock on their door and say, oh, can I do your bathroom? Can I do your kitchen? Can I do your extension? No, they called me. You have to make them understand that. You have to remind them that they asked somebody. Yes. They knew somebody. And that somebody gave them my name, my company name. Because sometimes you lose sight of that. And I think by, by really, again, and you, sometimes you've got to take clients by the hand and explain to them because they don't know. You know, you're doing work yeah. for some people. They don't know. They don't know what it entails to do a heated floor. Oh, yeah, it's heated. Okay, they know more negativity. They, I'm oh. sure that their friends have told them more negative than positive yeah. about us. Oh, but the, the thing is, is I find that, and I find it astonishing, to be honest with you. When I walk into a place, and one of the, a, a lot of times I get a comment, and it's the same comment. Oh, well, the last guy we hired, it took him three months to do a bathroom. The last guy we hired, he fucked off with the money. The last guy, the, there's always a bad story. We have such a bad reputation as contractors, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Like, honestly, I'm surprised, sometimes I'm surprised that we even get work. And it's always the same thing. And in my mind, I'm like, well, how the fuck did somebody take three months to do a bathroom? They must have lost money. Now, there's a lot of times when, you know what, clients, they, they make you fish for your money. They make you they hold your money hostage. So you'll take another job because you got to pay bills. I yeah. understand that, yeah. too. Not everybody has, you know, a million dollars cash flow and saying, oh, well, you know what? Oh, they'll pay me when they pay me. A lot of people don't. In fact, a lot of people don't have that cash flow. Yeah. We work with billable hours. We make a bit, a bit of money off of, you know, a bit of material, a bit of administration, working quickly off of our employees a little bit. But at the end of the day, even when we're at our peak in our prime, can we pull off 55, 60 quality hours? No. So if I have to bill you even $100 an hour, after I've got to pay the, pay the tax man, it's not that much left in my pocket and my, my company pocket. Yeah. So it's billable hours. We can only do so much. And unfortunately, like a pro athlete, we can only do so much for so long. Yeah. You're that, getting at that age now, huh? No, I'm like feeling old. I'm that, 43. It's 100%, it, you, you, dude. I feel taxed. I, I, feel, I feel like it, too. I'm, I, 30, I'm in your 36. 30s, man. I have a bad back, man. Do you want me to call you a ambulance? Yeah. Like, honestly. I have a bad like, back. Like, well, like, I, I proactively go see an osteopath. Mas I get massage. It's good that you injured. do that. And I tell all the young guys in 20, I go, listen, I understand that you guys are all young, dumb, full, and calm, man. But the thing is, you guys yeah. understand that your bodies are going to get taxed. Yeah. Yeah. And so don't be Absolutely. stupid. If you're on a job site, there's always a second person to help carry something. Yeah. Don't be the big person thinking. Oh, I'm gonna lift this by myself. Oh, yeah. I'm two, gonna carry that. It planks. takes one funny muscle tweak, 
twist tump, something done that will affect you for the rest of your Mike life. Mike and I were like that when we were young, man. Well, and then we I, feel it. And my dad, that also on the job side, was always that. He's like, oh, be careful. Listen, uh, be I, careful. I played soccer at a very high level. I've had both ACLs reconstructed. I've had five knee surgeries. You know, Ouch. my hip is starting to go. My hip has been coming in and out of place. For the, I had an accident, a biking accident a couple of years ago. Ouch. Uh, you know, I'm good. Like, I'm surprised at 43 that I'm able to. I, I try and keep in a little bit of shape. I play my hockey. I play a bit of soccer. I do a lot of yoga. I do whatever I can when I have the time. To, but it's all proactive. It's just so that I don't get hurt. I'm going to throw you flowers, Phil. I've watched Phil work. He's impressive. He's impressive. And we could cut it out, Phil, if you want. We'll cut it out, Manny. But <laughs> Phil is not the tallest no, person in no, the world. And no, I've I'm not. watched him I've work with his stepladder. And and the things that he does is, is fucking an impressive, you, man. Let me tell you. It's, listen, it's, it's, it's yeah, an art yeah. on its own. Just you using that stepladder well, freaks me out every my, time. Listen, my uncles are not that much taller than actually. It's only <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm guessing you learned. And I've, no. I've seen my uncles paint and do plaster on stilts. On which, stilts? Which is illegal now. Uh, but it's illegal in they're Quebec. They're illegal in Ontario. In Quebec, they're illegal. They're illegal. Okay, so you don't use a stepladder anymore. No, no, no. I'm talking about the stilts. stilts. Oh, Have you ever stilts. seen the stilts? Yeah, of course. I've I, seen guys in stilts and I'm like, I don't want to do they, it. They still use them. Oh, I would never have step on the stilts. They still use it. them. Well, no, I'm 43 years old. When I get on a second story roof to do a bit of sheeting, hmm. you get a little. I'll, I'll, I'm I'll, getting a little. Like too. my dad was seeing there I'm too. I'm on the scaffold. Yeah. And my hearing is going. That's just job site not putting. No, yeah. I, well, I put plugs on. I have a box with the the rope, the string attached to it, and it's always yeah. around my neck, and I always pop yeah. it in. Yeah. If I'm doing extreme sounds, I'll throw the earmuffs on, which yeah. you can't hear shit. Yeah, you can't. You can't hear anything at that point, which is good. But, but I've learned that. Listen, there's a little bit of a hum in my left ear, a little bit of a hum, and it's it's got to be because me. My head between two joists using an impact gun. Yeah, oh, that's my biggest the fault. The compressors, just the compressors, compressors all the time. Yeah, all the, you know, using oscillating a tool. Oh, everything like, makes noise. Now that's I got my new... biggest fault. Is that all my all my career? Well, let's call it a career. I've never I, like no you, mask. You, I no start wearing. Mask, I wear no. gloves now. I wear my latex gloves when I grow out and when I work with tile or paint. I didn't. You know, you're a cowboy when you're 20 in your 20s. Let's face it. And and our parents, not like they no, taught no, us no, the no, right no, way. You, you're a cowboy. You're, you're a cowboy. <laughs> once you're once you're a cowboy, <laughs> Phil, you're always a cowboy. <laughs> you don't leave the cowboy life after the age of you 30. You don't say goodbye. You say I'll see you later. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, our, our parents, our parents didn't really, you know, like in the industry, didn't teach us. No. My dad's a big. He's big on safety. My dad will not send uh, a, a, an employee alone on a job site. If there's a ladder involved, scaffolding, always two, always two, always two. That's always smart. Two. You got to have somebody smart. there. God forbid something happens to make the call. Sometimes you're caught, no choice. I got to go fix, a, a clean out a gutter because whatever it is, go on the roof to inspect. I try not to. We try to always send pairs when it's something that's a little bit dangerous. And we work a lot of scaffolding because, you know, the, the mason work and all that. So we try. But he's safe, it's safety with that because he's seen hardcore stuff stuff not no pun intended <laughs> but you know stuff that's happened that he doesn't want to happen to him. not only his son but employees or anybody in that's general. rare for the older guys to be yeah him. yeah no, exactly. that's rare he's safety but he's not gonna say wear gloves he's not gonna say put your earphones no. on like i had one guy come in this guy he bothered me because he would walk into jobs with his construction boots and i'm okay with that when we're in the rough stage but if you're coming to some paint or bring a pair of running shoes. Oh, but if I step on a nail, we're at a point where we're, we're everything Put is the booties swept. on. 
Put the, yeah. Or put have, the a, have another pair of clean have glue. They sell, yeah. they sell slides. I have a pair of slides. They're, they're, they're yes. the rubber galoshes. Yes. 40 bucks with a steel toe cap. Yeah. Put them on. Just people are too lazy to even do it. That's to switch it up, right? I want to spend the money. I know. That's and, all and it is. And we by law that we're supposed to, according to ASP and the unions, we have to give them an allocation. And I'm okay with that. But come and see me. I need a pair of construction I, boots. I remember one time I was doing a final walkthrough with the inspector. House is completely done. Cleaned. Immaculate. I'm waiting. I'm inside. I took my boots off. I'm in my socks. It's a finished house. He walks in with his boots. Do we really have to talk about inspectors? I'm <laughs> just saying. And and I, I just, I, I politely suggested maybe you could take your safety foot. He goes, nope. Not until I sign off on this house. This is still a job site. <laughs> so he walked through the entire house with his boots. <sighs> I was a little peed by that. I mean, I was just like, come on, man. It's at a least, finished house. At least bring booties. At least bring your, your those he surgical did, he booties. He wasn't interested in it. He wasn't. He goes, no, according to his rules. And, then, and by the way, just for like, just for previous shows that we just did, it's the same guy who had a magic envelope in his past. Yeah, years. exactly. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> well, I have a, a good friend of mine. That I use exclusively for, and I refer for house inspections. Uh, no, this is a building inspector could, I was Mark, talking Mark about. Mark oh, no, no, I'm talking yeah. about, uh, I was talking about uh, house no, inspectors. No, that means they're building yeah. inspectors. Yeah, they're building yeah, inspectors. Yeah, yeah. yeah, at the end, we, we, our inspectors don't show up. As yeah, that's what I heard you guys here. You guys are like, our trade commission, the CCQ, will show up and ask for everybody's cards. But the building officer inspector will not show up to look at the actual work being performed. some burrows. They will send an engineer and an inspector before you close the walls structurally. But they won't inspect your electrical. They won't inspect their plumbing. They won't wow. inspect your plumbing. Which for well, me is, it depends for the way you're set up, too. You're not protecting no, the, the client It depends the way you're set up, too. Because if you're doing a build with the, with the GCR, then after they're coming all the time, right? So you want to get your accreditation with the GCR. We spoke about it on the That button. makes no sense to me. Yeah, man. but that's, it's an association. It's not the actual No, no. I, I'm saying city. there's no governing. But it's, no. it's an association. They don't, have, right? they don't have enough inspectors. That's what it comes down to, right? They have they enough to come and give us fines, but they don't have enough to come in, you know? Yeah, but even them. But them, they mandated more in the past few years with a boom they yeah. mandated more work so get some of the guys from the ccq out of there and put them into the building inspection the, office the, uh, i could i could tell you stories about white hat because they have they wear the white hat right ours are the blue white Dark hat blue. agents knocking on the door and guys just and guys i wouldn't know employees of sub trades one of my employees that was there that i was contributing but his cards were expired no, it's cards are but it doesn't matter because they just tell you to reactivate them because I was still contributing for him. He thought it was a bailiff for his divorce. <laughs> he jumped <laughs> off into the snow the second floor from a condo Imagine. complex off the balcony into the snow and just I didn't Bolted. see him. I by didn't by see the him way, if the you run day. away, Giuliano, who was here with the IVC, my he worked with us. I, t- I told him he came and worked with us, but he didn't have his cards. He was just helping me bring cement on the ground floor, helping me bring cement. If you run away, it's a fifteen hundred dollar fine. Yeah, right extra. Away. If they see you run away, if they see you run away, you but get an extra fifteen. How do they catch it's, you? Again, it's all it's an automatic fine. Then when you go to because I've been we've been to court to them. When you go to court, you can't they can't prove unless they have a picture or a video of the guy running well, the, away. Well, not how do they find you? If they see you running away, they're gonna follow you. They're yeah. gonna come in like a, a, just keep running. They, they'll come until they catch you. Well, I've had I've had guys hide in in uh, in garbage like in dumpsters in that containers. Yeah, but yeah, you know yeah, what? It's, it's, it's they don't want to get fined. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, as a, as okay, a contractor, you get you know an automatic eleven hundred. Well, it was eleven hundred dollars last time I got fined. Yeah, well, it's a, it's three three fifty or four hundred for the guy, four hundred for you, and then after another like eleven $1, hundred or thirteen hundred for you. It's about two thousand dollars. Is anybody at that office saying that this is stupid? 
Well, it's uh, you know what? Not for yes. anything. And again, I might get in trouble. I know all listeners to this podcast. I think it's just it's it's, it's, it's as bad as the organized mob. Personally, no, it's no. A we've cash already grab. said this. We've it's already a, it's said a cash it on the show. It's a cash grab. It's man. a big cash it grab. Is what it which is, is fine. And I'm and sure it, they have like a, like we were saying. I'm sure they have certain like they have a quota to get to reach. Listen, at the end of the day, it is a cash grab. They regulate. It's fine, but be lenient. You need these workers. It's like the government of Quebec right now, not to get political about with COVID and all that. You know, they, we they, always they, say we're not going to get political. Well, you know, and a couple we always months get ago, they want to fire nurses that weren't vaccinated. Now they're begging nurses. Then they want to get rid of you know with the whole, I think it's Bill 21 is it with the with with the with tags the, no it's no. actually with the teachers that, that were wearing uh, Muslim teachers that were wearing a, uh, oh, a face covering the uh, burqa whatever oh, hijab, hijab yeah. burqa. Okay. they wanted to say well you're going to be fired because you're not allowed wearing it in schools but now they're asking teachers uh, parents to sub in for teachers that get sick with COVID and it doesn't matter if you have a face veil so it's very hypocritical it's, you, can it's very backwards. you can wear a mask though. it's yeah it's a very backwards way of thinking now again it is what it is we live with it we, we play our we pay our dues or we don't pay our dues or we do whatever everybody does with whatever they need to do but at the end of the day for a client that's paying me he couldn't care less who's doing the job as long as it's being done if you know the carpenter is painting because he's a good painter it's no big deal but according to CCQ, no carpenter can. And you know what? I got my cards because another thing with CCQ was again a bit odd. I got my cards a very backdoor way. I didn't pay off anybody. I found out by a friend of ours, Angelo. Angelo's one who told me because I shout out to Angelo. New form. He's got new come. form construction. He one of the best he, no, I, carpentries around. I asked him to come. He's like, no, it's not for me. I can't yeah. do it, so. he, he just swear throughout the whole show. I think. Yeah, and he, so, he's also so what's one wrong of the original. He's one of the original. Uh, he, yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. following you for a long time. Yeah, I we, know. Uh, it sounds familiar. I know. New form. Yeah, new we, form we, construction. We did, a, we did the McDonald's project together. He's the one that recruited me. Yeah. Through got the, it. The general and he'll, he'll come next time I'm here. He's not. He's uh, he's really good. So basically. You thinking know. about Angela being on the show. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. <laughs> Don't drink, though. Uh, yeah, he's going to beat up Manny if he drinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what did I do? Nothing. So, uh, it doesn't matter. So, anyways, I get that. But then for my client, you know, he's paying. He doesn't care. Now, the way I got my cards, my carpentry cards, is when I started off with my dad, about what, 15, 16 years ago, CCQ has a program where if you're the, the son of an owner, you're exempt from having to do any type of school. Or any hours, you get your cards automatically. Because okay. I guess they have the premise where you're eventually going to take over the company. Yes. However, you inherit apprentice cards for his trade, and you're only allowed to work for that company or for that master. So my dad's a master bricklayer, so I automatically inherited bricklaying cards. So I have 4,000 hours of bricklaying experience. I technically have contributed to, th- uh, I'm a third year, I'm almost a third year apprentice in bricklaying. At one point, I was getting married, we were doing a lot of residential, I needed the money. Instead of paying the CCQ, I said, you know what, Dad, just give me the money. I'm getting married. i got to buy a ring. i got to buy a house. I'm going to take a full net. So I stopped contributing. It affected my pension because uh, if you don't contribute, you don't get a pension. Then when we had done the McDonald's, I'm a bricklayer. We did the Ontario projects. There were one and done overnight. Fantastic project. Uh, Are you allowed to do that, to cross? Ontario didn't say anything. As long as we, if we were doing any type of electrical, we had to have their accreditation, I think. But for carpentry and for thing, there was no problems. Even when I was billing, I'd be billing under a Quebec company. I didn't need my RBQ license. I didn't need anything. It's, you're, you're working there, no problem. Okay. And we looked into it, and it was legit. When we came back to the project in Quebec, the prices had to be increased because we got to pay guys that have cards. So we had to hire carded carpenters and tile setters. So at the time, knowing that I had to come back to, to Quebec to do the project, I'm useless. I can be on the job, but if I get caught working, I'm fucked. I'm a bricklayer. I can't be caught putting tile. I can't be caught doing the millwork. And the millwork was interesting. It was the first time I worked with Corian from DuPont. Yeah. 
very versatile product. I think they scrapped them all. They, it was a, a pity because they were getting rid of granite countertops and beautiful tile work, mosaic work, to install this product. And it would chip. And it wasn't, I think, anyways, it was a mis- in hindsight, I think it was a mistake on their part because they started re- re- retrofitting them again. Angelo tells me, he goes, well, if you do 6,000 hours and you have proof, tax proof, that you paid, you build yourself 6,000 hours, uh, non-CCQ, which means residential, CCQ will allow you to apply for a card, whichever card that you want in the field that you supposedly were doing. And now we do, re- we do general renovations. I mean, because it's out of their jurisdiction, we do everything from tile setting. Like I, I, do, I would say my strength is tile setting. Okay. I do a lot of finishing carpeting. I learned how to do stairs and all that. I do brickwork. We do everything. So when I went to CCQ, I had to choose my trade that I wanted to apply for. So I applied for carpentry. The only reason being, even if I do more tile setting, is because they have the uh, they allow you to do the widest scope of work. Yeah. Like if a carpenter gets caught with a plaster trowel or with a paintbrush, they could they'll close an eye. But if a tile setter is caught with anything but a grout, a, a, a frame, trowel, or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah or sh- uh, anything like of that nature. They'll get they'll get fine. So I applied, showed my proof for my six thousand hours. They sent me my third year apprentice card, and I had to go do the exam to get my master. Mm. That simple. And I, but I didn't contribute any. So because I, I didn't contribute the hours to become a master, I don't have anything in my pension. But I'm a master. I did it back door. But now I can work on any commercial industrial site as a master carpenter. Kind of doesn't make sense though. So here's my dumb question. No dumb questions, man. Why <laughs> can't you? apply for more than one card i can oh you're allowed to i can well technically now what i can do what i should do is continue with my bricklaying hours okay the problem is now if i'm paying myself as a master carpenter at those rates if i have to pay myself as a third year bricklayer apprentice it's It's a a big cut big pay cut now if my company is is making a ton of money and i could take dividends and i could find another way to kind of bring my salary up to par yeah i get it then i can go and I, you could have two you could be master of only two trades so you can get two cards yeah what's interesting also is that I, if you're a master like I, I don't know if they change it because they change all the time yeah you could be a master at any trade and you could be a you could be a laborer yeah let's say you, you could be a laborer and and just work as a laborer but you can't be doing like bricklaying or whatever it is but let's say you're a ma- let's say i'm a master bricklayer i can be a laborer for any yeah. Any any trade. Yeah. So you could almost get away with it that way saying, Oh, I was yeah. just helping him out, you know. If yeah, you're if you're a if you're a master, if you're a compagnon, we say in French. But no compagnon is gonna go work as a laborer. Well, uh, yeah, I know, but if you think about it, 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 it just numbers wise it makes sense, right? Dollars dollars wise it makes sense because the, the guy is contributing as a master, which is high, yeah. and he's doing laborer work. Yeah. So the CCQ is saying, Well, if you're gonna get a laborer that you're paying, you know, twenty two, twenty three, twenty four dollars an hour, you're contributing what, eighty percent of that. When you're contributing to almost forty dollars, eighty percent of forty dollars, it's a lot more, a lot more money in hours that they're yeah. getting, they're banking. Yeah. So they're not going to say anything. Why yeah. would they say anything? Yeah. Right. Exactly. And if at the end of the day, it's all about making money. Here's another dumb question. Do we, a- we answer your question? Though? Sure, you yeah. did for sure. Does a CCQ inspector, officer, whoever that person is, have to get a card? To be a CCQ, a lot of them, uh, a lot of them do their own training. A lot of them have to have their. Uh, but to get on cards. a job site, like you guys said, all, they need, all to be all you need to be on a job site, to put your boots on a job site. The is safety is your safety ASP. security card. Your but I can't answer that. I don't know if the, all the people that work as inspectors had to a do certain hours in construction. The, no, I'm sure they no, did. No, no, no. Is it two separate governing bodies? 
Uh, no, it's the same thing. It's CCQ. But the thing is, is your inspectors, a lot of the times, your inspectors from CCQ, your teachers at your unions, the ones that teach you the, uh, the safety courses or the teachers that uh, the teachers that work in trade in the trade schools. They're people that never made it in the construction industry. Well, they're people that worked in the construction industry. They worked so in it, but the they weren't able no, to... not even that. A lot of inspectors, they worked. You know, some of them are even masters. And they say, so, fuck this. So I'm these, guys all have, these guys all have orange aprons? Maybe. Okay. Some of them may. I mean, listen, it's the but, same thing. With like, I'm, I'm, I, that's what I'm trying to say is that well, maybe. Well, it's a cushy job. It's like working for the, the city, right? At the end of the day, it's a good job. But it's you know what? I think it's the same, the same thing as the as the designers. I think they should be that if you do want to be a CCQ inspector and have that type I of power, power, I'm pretty sure you should do a bunch I, of hours. I'm pretty sure there's like a clause where they're exempted from it. Yeah, for sure. I'm, 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 but I'm, all, I'm also no, but I'm sure to get the job. They have to do some kind of training. Because the safety, yes. Well, at the end of the day, they don't need to know anything. They're not there inspecting. They're there making sure if they're they're policing. They're making sure that the worker has his cards. That's all they're doing. So they have to. They could have zero. What is the point experience. of that occupation then? What's the point of that contributing to the construction it's industry? It's, it's just a cash, it's a cash grab. You get on a job site. You're not focusing on how the work is being performed. No. You're not working on like looking at the work itself. You're just looking to see if the person has a card. All you're looking for is if the person has their trades cards and if they're doing the, the proper trade. job that their trade That's is associated on. with that trades card. With yeah. their card, yeah, of course. Can you not Photoshop these cards and just lie? No, no, it's you're your social system. security number. You're in the system. Once you contribute, they don't even once need you to have see a your card. card. Do they have any electronic devices that scan these of things? Of course. Oh, fuckers, eh? It's uh, yeah, uh, with iPads now. <laughs> social security <laughs> number. What's your name? When's your birthday? And this is what you could do and this is what you can't. Yeah. <laughs> why, why you have a skill? Like I had people ask me, when I was uh, uh, when we were doing bricklaying on my dad, when I had my bricklaying cards, we would we were event because it was at a time where it wasn't really a recession in construction, but it had slowed down quite a bit. So my dad started taking renovation jobs because uh, again he, he knew how to do a bit of everything. He did tile in Germany back in the day too before he came to, to Canada. So we started doing tile jobs, kitchens, renovations, you know. So we got gotten an inspector that walked in. Now the inspector and like I think you said in the last, I pick everybody's brain. Yeah, I pick. I growing up. Take on advantage, job sites, man. Engineers, I'll speak, and totally. I like. To, I like to speak, so I, I'll, I'll talk. I'll chew your, like, I'll talk your ear off, you know. So I, I talk to all these inspectors and I ask them, what's, what's the deal? And at the end of the day, they just want to make sure. They say they're protecting it's the bullshit. trades. It's they're bullshit. protecting the trades because you're not allowed to do that. I got walked in as a brick apprentice. I had a skill saw. I had a circular saw in my hand. What are you doing with the saw? I'm cutting a piece of foreigns. Why? I'm like, you're a brick. Use your apprentice bricklayer. I'm like, well, there's no brick. I told him, well, there's no brickwork here. We're working in a basement. He goes, yeah. And then he's like, okay, you're lucky because because it's a residential job, we have no jurisdiction here. But if ever you're working on a job site that's that that's that's officially CCQ uh, stamped, so to speak, you can't have anything but a as a brick laying apprentice, a brick trial in your hand or anything related to brick. Yeah, but you do like uh, see, uh, no joke. That's just stupid. I'm sorry, it's yeah. stupid. I don't get it. Nobody does. You just gotta pay. <laughs> you just, yeah, just pay. Yeah, but it's no different than those the mobsters walking into the the convenience store, going, "Hey, hey, give me some money." If well, what? look, man. Like I said, and I, just to just to like, I don't want to say save our ass, but I want to be in the, in the. We have to hope that, and there is there was there has been payouts for certain amounts of injuries that were done, and they are managing our pensions. So we have to hope that the money that we are contributing and paying out and whatever it but is, but there's caps is, associated with that. I know, but we have to we have to trust that. So we, well, we have to hope to trust pay that into it's, a you know, fund that pays out in caps. In caps. Yeah. Plus, that fund, if anybody's doing anything smart, there's no way that fund is staying 
underneath a mattress. That yeah. fund is being allocated. It's being invested. It's in making money. It's making money. It's, it's, it should it's, be and we're money. not talking bank rates here. We're talking I wonder, like I should study 14, that. I, 15 I wonder how good, how good it's oh, no. managed. They're, 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 well, they're making hand over fist. I have, a, I have a story about that. My uncle, one of my bricklayer, bricklayer uncles. We need facts, Phil. Huh? We need wanted facts. Collect, well, he wanted to collect this pension. I don't know how many years ago it was. It oh, was it's like, a, like Paul was talking this morning. Pre-pandemic. <laughs> yeah. No, pre, uh, maybe at least 10 years ago. He was at an age where you could collect because it was if you have enough hours accumulated, I think it's thirty thousand hours, you could have a partial pension. Yeah, yeah I think it was forty, right? Forty, 40, 40 five or something like that. Yeah, yeah. For the partial pension and the full pension is sixty. Cur- yeah, yeah, something okay. like that. Yeah. So he wanted to take his partial pension. He wanted to like, you know, there's a lot of reasons people do that. In his case, he wanted to spend more time with his grandkids, he wanted to take a foot off the pedal. He'd been working since the age of ten. So when you went and asked for it, he had trouble because I, I think at that time, and again, this is what he told me. This is it's not. I can't put my hand on on fire that this is actually what happens. But I had heard that the fund, and I think it was Fonds Solidarité that they invested in, hadn't done well. So he was having a hard time collecting his pension. They told him it's better if you wait for us to disperse. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, in the end, that's what it is, right? It has to be well it's a managed. Risk. It's got to be well. It's, it's got to be well managed. So. So what if they turn around in this fund? Well, it's like any fund. Any Liquidates. Fund could, yeah, well, exactly. I'm, I'm hoping and I'm, I'm thinking that they have insurance on it, right? Well, I don't think it would be. Like, the, now we're, now we're yeah. talking end of the world stuff yeah. kind of thing. Well, I all, would the, all the pension funds, the firemen. But in all fairness, men, like, like your that. situation there with, with your uncle. Yeah, it was my uncle. I mean, the fund is large enough that there's no way that it cannot cover a partial pension request for a, yeah but, yeah, but it's precedence it's precedence if they can't if everybody cashes out, out at the same time and they can't allocate it then they, they but once to, again they the it. money has been paid into yeah, but if they can't pay it out it's like anything else right but then then that means the okay so i'd love to know the executives that are behind ccq and what their annual salaries are Oh. Let's let's start a movement to talk Come to on. them. Like that's just going to be not. Well, they used to go yeah. to the Enrico's restaurant and then uh, the Jeunesse. Yeah, I remember right them. Yeah, those guys. He used to know all these fat cats. And these, from what he said again, and it's hearsay and all that spread rumors. It's bar talk. We call it bar talk bar here. Bar talk, yeah, yeah, locker room talk. Bar talk rumors. They used to like buy bottles, expense bottles of wine that were three, four, five, six hundred dollar bottles of wine. So you know what? Of course. This is also in a time when, and you know, we cracked down. I think the city's done a decent job, a decent job in cracking down all the corruption that was going on. Yeah. With all the job. It was before the Charbonneau, yeah, they right? Pulled, they, in French, they call it. They, they pulled the vein, which is basically bribery. And there's a lot of stuff. A lot of that stuff going on to get jobs. A lot of bouchtas, as we say in Italian. There's a lot of yeah. envelopes that are you know full of cash. They've, they've, to they've tried jobs. to clean that up a lot. They, right? They have, but they, certain they've, procedures they've too a, that they put in place that uh, a lot of um, a lot of uh, bids go on yeah, I mean, public bids and stuff and whatever. But uh, again, I know you're you're making that exists. face, but we have to hope. Like, I'm sorry, I'm I'm, I'm the type of I'm the type of guy that uh, we need some sort of like hope. No, Every or else what do we do? We just be these negative people. All it's not negative. I, I think it's a realistic perspective. Oh. That if you've got these, uh, I, listen, in Ontario, we have WSIB, which is, I guess, is the equivalent to you guys. When I first started researching and looking into it, and I find out that there's over $10 billion in the fun, in the surplus, $10 billion. So over the decades of this money being paid into by all every contractor that's in Ontario, that's $10 billion. So I'd like to know who's everybody that's attached to this organization and what their salaries are. That should be public knowledge. And if it's it is not- like... I, I think it is. It's out there somewhere. I, but I want to know that if the body. top executive is making seven figures, they're making seven figures because there's a fund that's got like 
10 billion in it from collecting but you you always i've always spoken to trace people who had an accident and they needed to access that fund yeah and and then they they are given resistance oh Oh my so God. they're always like, yes, we understand, but you can get back on the job site. No, I'm actually mentally not able, physically not able. Yeah. I'm not ready to go back. Yeah. Right, well for work, workman's comp, right? Yes, basically. basically. Yeah. They make you jump through hoops. So they'll You're, constantly push you, push yeah. you, push you. Well, as employers, I don't contribute anymore. Do you contribute to CNSSD? Yeah, well, I, pay, I do all my we, things. We went private. We went private a little while ago. Yeah. We have private. We have life insurance with the private. We have for the accidents. See, that, you might as well do like that. You know what? I, get I, I might as well these, do it. Get for rid of all of it. For what you're paying, because already as a contractor, as an employer, if one of my employees gets hurt. You have insurance for that. Yeah, but they're not under our private uh, our private policy. They're, we pay. We do contribute to CNSCC because they're employees. We have no choice. We could put them under private insurance, but it's... We're giving a lot, and in some employees I would consider it, but we're giving them a lot because it's costing us a lot yeah. for what they really actually need. So now with CNSST, which is the same thing as the WSIB, if somebody gets hurt and can't work, as employers, we got to pay for it. We got to dish out their first two weeks pay before it, it kicks in. Yeah. Right? So then when that happens, then you open up their file, and then they'll say, well, no, you could go back to work, like you said. And they meet a law and they follow you. Yep. They inspect you. Yeah, I get it. Nobody likes to be taken advantage of. It's other people's money. I agree with that a hundred percent. But, but a legitimate should not meet resistance. Yes, it should not. It's just should. somebody is giving their life and their health for to work. To and at the end of the day, they're working. But you know, we we do a lot of residential stuff. But there's people that work and you know they build hospitals and they build schools and they're contributing to society in a big way. And all of a sudden, they get hurt, they break their arm, and it's like, well, they sprain their, their thumb, and oh, well, you, oh, you're back to work in three weeks. Well, no, I can't. I know recently on a podcast, or maybe a few, like 20 or so shows back, we actually talked about WSIB, the whole safety thing again, and talking about, are they even considering mental health payouts? Because I've heard of guys, and I know of guys through my brother, where one guy was on a job site, and uh, this was working for the government, water, and uh, they couldn't reach one of the employees, and then all of a sudden they went go, they went to go track him down, trying to find him, and eventually they found him. He hung himself in a tree, mm-hmm. and so he was like, he found the body, bloated and like legitimate. It ain't no glamorous movie and stuff like that. It's legitimate, and he needed mental, like he PTSD, help, basically. Yeah. yeah, he needed it. So I started asking the question: Does WSIB and even your, your body here? With everything that's fucking going on, well, is it even a factor now? Mental health. That would I be a. That would be a. I, I. I don't know. I'm not gonna answer yes or no. But that would be a very like dangerous I, role to. St- no. To I. Sh- I, th- I, th- I think. I think. I think mental health awareness. Mental health awareness has really come to the forefront of of our culture in the past four or five years. You know, Bell has now it's coming up. Bell, let's talk. Twenty fifth of January. I think it's something that's and especially with. With being, and I know it may, t- may sound a little bit uh, chauvinistic, but being men or even women in, in, the, in the work trade, you're, we're held to a higher mental standard yep. than a lot of people. And it, it's shitty to say, but my dad would never complain. He would never say, I'm stressed out. You know, I can't make payroll. I can't do it. He wouldn't. Keep it to himself. Figure it out. Put his head down. Work. And it is what it is. Now it's open. And, and, I'm, and I'm glad that it's, it's at the surface now. So I would think, I would hope to think that they're willing to help people out and not be stingy with that type of stuff. It's, it's, it's dangerous, man. Well, it's, dangerous it's dangerous because well, how do you prove that? All the you time. can't prove it. How I joke around all the time because I have friends that work for banks and that work for institutions where they they could 
clean burnout. They, I'm burnt and out. they get leave of absences for Three months for you're anxiety. Paid, you're, you're paid and uh, like an unemployment. You, you got a whole generation now coming up where like anxiety is a certain thing, and that's yeah. part of the reason why medicinal marijuana was even approved to go down the road to mm-hmm. begin with, and why gummies. Mm-hmm. Gummies are becoming so fucking big now yeah, the because they say that it's contributing to assisting anxiety and mental health. Yeah. But there's also abusive ways of using those treatments. Absolutely. But I mean, again, with the whole mental health, I I know what you're thinking, Danny, in terms of people could take advantage of the system, but people take advantage of the unemployment system, every type of well, system. Well, it's, it's, it's dangerous, Phil, man. Because funny is, me, the system I, takes every, advantage of us. Every, 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 yes, absolutely. I understand. But me, every winter when I have less work, I say, fuck, I'm, I'm very Good anxious time. that I have no work. Pay me out this winter. It's a yeah. dangerous. It's a dangerous role. Yeah. So what absolutely. is it? You're a man and you're supposed to just man up and go, no, well, I'm not stressed. Like it wasn't until well, I was stressed. I'm stressed all year round. You want to compensate I'm, me for I'm, it? I, I think he's talking more. People will take advantage, but people do it on unemployment. Oh, lay me off. I'm, I'm gonna go work cash. Have, have yeah, you guys one thing? That. But Listen, like medical, you get seventy five percent of your I'll, salary I'll, or whatever. It I'll is, ask you guys a question, salary. and you don't have to answer it because it's it's totally up to you. It's your own prerogative, right? Have you guys ever had a panic attack? Absolutely. Yeah, I've had. I've I, had the very n- first time I had ago. a panic attack, I probably was in my mid forties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember it clearly. I was in a shopping line at the cashier and I was literally frozen. And I didn't understand why I was frozen. And I was trying to grapple what the fuck is going on. Yeah. I was driving. And I then driving I realized that there was certain things going on in my life and I started adding all uh, these yeah, things. An anxiety attack. Yeah. And that's exactly what it was. And I never experienced until that point this panic attack and then i had to speak to somebody about it not a yeah. professional but a friend and they told me you had a panic attack yeah. and i'm like i don't know what the hell that is well we're yeah. taught not to know what it is yeah especially in the construction that's, that's old school people you're, you're taught you're taught well fucking walk it off yeah but if you're a business owner and you got employees and you got your family it's almost inevitable right it's Kinda going like, to happen to you gonna happen it's not always roses, so what if huh? it happens to you and it really affects you it well, affects the way you go to work what if you don't want to go to work now what if you can't finish that job now now you're going to get sued now you're contributing to the panic now you're that's anxiety that's mental health that's yeah. like you need assistance now well, getting back to what i was saying before is that i have a lot of friends in the in, that, that have work job jobs day jobs i call them day jobs they contribute to their pension plan they contribute to their medical and they go on burnout three months paid most of the time they're three stressed. months paid three months, it, it works in a scale there certain percentage full pay for i think uh, three weeks or a month second week it drops down to 75 and i think it stays at 75 unless it's long term then it goes then unemployment takes over anyways and I'd, some of my friends have some high strong jobs i mean we have some friends that work in banks and they work in, in, in investments and they're stressed out and you see them they're stressed out you know like some guys have aged tremendously we've aged well danny i think it's because <laughs> we, we, we have i but have just, to admit we have but just man. to say i joke around with them and i say well fuck a burnout is a luxury that i don't fucking have because it's the truth you can't if i'm burnt out and i can't and and i get it and i know there's people that suffer and i have friends and i have close people in my circle that suffer from from anxiety and suffer from depression i see it but at the same time and maybe i'm blessed because i wake up and i if i'm feeling a little stressed i don't feel that impact but there's some people that 
that do what we do that they, they don't want to get out of bed in the morning at, s- at five o'clock and say fuck this again i gotta see this yeah. client again i gotta make sure that my employees have 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 their pay at the end of the week so that they can put food on their 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 kids tables it's a big big pressure we, we, it's, a lot it's, of pressure. it's gigantic pressure of course and we so, can't yeah. see you can't call my employee i'm not gonna call mike and say mike i got a burnout i can't pay you this week oh listen i'm not gonna lie you, to you. can't I, I went right. through. I went through a, a separation. It wasn't messy at all. Uh, you know, we were still very on very good terms. We we're very amicable. But shout out to Sabrina. Shout out to Sabrina, my ex-wife, and the kids, <laughs> Matthew, Matthew, and Miller, and the kids might as well. I doubt they'll listen. Well, to her, this. her dad is my dad's cousin, and he was he's a bricklayer too. He's a yeah, mason. Got it. Yeah, he still worked until the seventies. Yeah. Incredible man. Yeah. yeah, I went through an experience where I had to take a step back and say, "Whoa, wait a second! I've been putting myself on the back burner." All my feelings, all my anxiety for a long time. So I, 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 I was lucky enough to be awoken and say, okay, well, what do I do now? How do I attack my stress? So I started doing yoga, I started taking care of myself. So I started doing the things. Now as an owner, I have that luxury where if on a Friday morning I go to the job site and I'm like, okay, everything's done. I'm not in the mood today. Things are going well or things are going bad. I gotta go. I don't fish there. But I gotta go play golf. Or I gotta get on my road bike and go cycle for two hours. I gotta do something to detach. Hopefully, and I wish every contractor that's or any trace person that's listening to this podcast could reach a point. And I'm not saying that I'm I'm wealthy and I'm successful beyond. I think I'm successful in life. But I have that luxury where I could take a day and say, you know what? I need a day for myself. I could trust my employees. I could trust my dad. Well, you got to be lucky to be happy. I could do that too because I have those guys. Yeah. But you got to be lucky enough to have but good guys. But we talked yeah. about how your business is going to dramatically change in the very near future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know for sure. But you got to be lucky enough, imagine, to, to, to have a good team and to trust to, to make your team but produce you built for that, that day. Phil, like you, you contributed to that. You yeah. built it. I yeah. worked my ass off. Yeah, to get long to that point. point. Yeah, exactly. So, so, you're, so that you're able to take a day because you're stressed. Imagine imagine this life we live. Yeah. Huh? I'm just saying, what, if it's one of, what if it's one of your employees that's going through the same? Okay, what if you're, one of your employees is going through a nasty separation? Using kids against each other. All that crap. Lying. Lying to police. Lying. Like, I've heard of horror stories. Yeah, man. for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely lying. Like, I've heard of a guy... Bad separation, and all of a sudden, uh, it wasn't his day to take the children. So he went out, was drunk at the bar. She wanted to go out, so she forced him to all of a sudden come and get the kids. He's like, "I can't. I'm drunk. I've been driving." Right? And she goes, "No, just meet me at home." And all of a sudden, the he cops comes, come and he's cops drunk are in the driveway, the kids and, and he the... gets a, a DUI right there in the yeah. driveway. Yeah. So, so imagine, like, like what? Imagine if that's one of your workers now, and they come up to you, and you talked about in earlier shows about how. Okay, maybe we got to listen to this this potential new employee of ours, where we want to give them two weeks. What if they go through something like well, this? Yeah, well, that's it. You it's going to affect your business. I, I try and treat my employees as much as like like Danny does, also like family as much as possible. Now, for me, in that case, I mean, every case is you know kind of custom. You deal with it as it comes. For me, if my employees are stressed, I will. I mean, I can't afford to maybe give them days off every now and then. But I, if they need a day to go to court, to whatever it is, I give it to them. Yeah. The hours are banked. They yeah. work hard. I know what they do. There's some employees that deserve more than others. But for me, what, like for example, and I'll, I'll finish with this, my, one of my employees just gave birth. Second kid in 15 months. Danny knows it. Great kid. He's 26 years old. Life changer. Got to go pregnant, blah, blah, blah. Before you know it, has two kids with the same woman. 
he used to make fun of me when he started working with me six years ago because I had two little kids and I was late, bring them to daycare, go pick them up from daycare, do this. <laughs> oh, I'm sick. My daughter got me. My daughter got a bug. I'm sick. I can't come to work. I got to go to work. I'll bust, I'll bust it up, set him up, and then leave. He's going through it now. He'd make fun of me six years ago. Now yeah. he's going through it. I don't yeah. give him a hard time. I've been there. I've done that. You understand. As long it. as when he's there, yes, he's there, and he's yeah, he's he's doing what he has to do. He's doing his job. I have no issues with that. That's, that's a whole other discussion, being a single dad and being in construction, another, right? We'll another, do another that's podcast. That's another whole show. Another whole show of, uh, it's not easy, man. That's, yeah. We don't know that. We don't I'm have kids. I'm telling you, there's all kinds of stuff. And that's why you can't just judge on face value. Yeah. You don't know what people are going through. 100%. But also employees can't judge the employer who's juggling. It stresses you. It stresses us out knowing that maybe I got to feed mouths here where it's not just my family. It's their family and their family it's, and it's, their it's, family. It's my, I can say. If I close loud, my business, it affects them. Five families. Yes. And and that's my that's biggest stress on top of you. That's my mm-hmm. biggest stress. Yes. That's my my biggest stress is that that my And you might daughter, have you might have a panic attack one day as a result uh, of that. I had not long ago. Not long ago. So what I what if it lasts weeks? Oh then it be, yeah, of course. Then but but you know what? I think we're and and I don't want to generalize. I know there's a lot of people that listen to the podcast, and I, I, but I think us as construction people, we're a bit tougher than that. that we're not going to make it. Say we're that. not going to make it last two weeks. Well, I agree with that. I think oh, uh, again, just to your point, I think and there's a saying, right? Uh, a busy, a busy, a busy hands keep a busy, uh, busy mind. Mind, yeah. yeah. So when we're working with our hands. Yeah, and we're working on scaffolds, and yeah. we're working with you know something that could saw off our finger. We have to be present. Focus. Yeah, yeah you have to be so focused. Except, I think except I you weren't last week. No, no this is just exacto knife. <laughs> Four stitches, exacto knife. Imagine. So, yeah, you just you, and I wasn't you know I was I was distracted. I was at the end of the day. I was you know okay. That's all it takes, man. That's all it takes. So I think yeah, I think I think we have to where we have it's it's a very tiresome and fatiguing luxury. Of working physically, so at least we can get out that stress. Hey, when I if I'm going through a tough time and a demo day is coming up on a new project, I'm looking forward. You're to it. looking forward. So Release. is it safe to say that if you have like serious mental health issues, it's not for you in construction? I don't think so. I I, I don't I don't I wouldn't say. I so. listen to I listen to the. Uh, uh, that Taylor I, one to the one uh, the, the girl with the um, yeah of mental health Taylor, and I was like. Making faces, a lot of things. It was, that she it said. was, a, it's an interesting it's one. It's an interesting combo. Because it is. every situation is unique, every person is different, and then y- you do have that possibility of, okay, is this a hundred percent true? Or some people performing this, yeah. right? Like, is yeah. it is it an act, or is it? Are, are are you just fucking lazy? Are you just lazy? And you just don't want to work. Is that what it That's is? That's why I was cringing and I'm not for a few things because I was thinking about because there being, are some legitimate people, but there's also a lot of people in construction that have gone through some extreme stuff. Hundred percent, personally right. and professionally. Hundred percent. So it's just like uh, maybe. One person can handle it better than the other. But most of us do. We push through. We do. You we understand? Push, but that's how we were taught inadvertently from our parents. Well, that's what I think, man. If, if, I'm thinking, if I think my problems are bad right now, you heard, you heard my uncle yeah. Ahmed. He came here yeah. four days after. He was working with n- no money. But there isn't anybody of today's generation that can go through what your parents went no, through. No, but I, I didn't today. either. So they maybe won't. that's my mentality is that if I think that I'm struggling right now and I have everything that I need that I ever needed all the time my whole life, you know. How did we get down this path? 
What do you mean? I don't know. How did we get down to this whole? Got a little serious. It got serious, huh? We didn't. We stopped having grappas. I think That's the buzz. How. I think the buzz wore off. The buzz wore off, and <laughs> now, yeah, now we're like at the depressing phase. What the fuck am I doing with my life, man? So. No, no, it's a good conversation because it's. I, I I like that. There's a lot of us out there that don't want to talk about it, and this helps and them talk. You about have it. to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely, right. We know that that's what it is. And she was saying too. Sorry, what was her name? Taylor. Taylor. She was saying it too. You got to talk about it. It has to be out there. You got to find keep somebody that you can speak you, that to about you, it. You can talk to. Uh, yeah. Of course. So uh, you know, it's it's not, it's not a bad thing. We brought this up. I think it's important. Well, I think it's too, very right, important. Man? A good month to do it, right? Or January. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Bella. It's well, this month. is like technically speaking the worst month of the year. Oh, terrible. Yeah. For this, it's yeah. like you have the the short daylight hours uh the winter that's why i'm leaving on vacation when are you going where are you going i'm leaving for dominican february i'm leaving on valentine's in the Day. metaverse you can go anywhere you want eh? <laughs> you can leave right now if you want to yeah, go you're right it's true <laughs> yeah, my God. let's do let's do these questions i'm tired oh questions, yeah. yeah let's wrap it up man let's wrap it up yeah, so go, phil i gotta go feed the kids thank <laughs> you so much dude honestly so once again sorry creative with a three for the e construction company yeah, it's creative construction company that's why it's three c it's actually an old buddy of mine that ah, passed away i get uh, it now once you see the logo you see what then you uh, get then you, you gotta get, go online yeah. so on email Email is uh, cr3ative construction at gmail.com. And then the Instagram is creative underscore construction. 12 questions, Phil, of construction. We've been having some very interesting answers today. <laughs> eh? A few passes too, right? My daddy passed oh, a just couple times. Just cute. one or two or something like that. It was cute. That. My daddy wanted to pass. Phil, what is your favorite construction word? Fuck. What is your least favorite construction word? Deficiency. What turns you on in construction? Trays women. No, uh, sexy showers. <laughs> nice, sleek showers with good towel work. I like that. What turns you off in construction? Some tradeswomen. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm going to get in trouble for that one. No, no, you're not. My biggest, my biggest turn off in construction is, uh, is trades I don't pick up after themselves. It drives oh, me absolutely drives fucking nuts, mad. Man. Electricians. Shout electricians. out to all the electricians. me nuts, man. With Buy a vacuum. Uh, clean up something. What is your favorite curse word or phrase? Uh, motherfucker. What is your favorite vehicle? Uh, I've been manif manifesting the Porsche Tay Taycan, the electric one right now. I think it's a nice little, uh, it'd be a nice addition to the fleet uh, in seven years when I turn 50. Nice. What is your least favorite vehicle? Uh, I can't get over the Cybertruck right now. I like Tesla. I'm all for it. I just can't get over it's the Cybertruck. It's one ugly looking thing, oh. man. It's just ugly. I'm sorry, man. I don't care. What construction sound or noise do you love? Uh, any trowel that's that's being used you know up against the brick a brick trial screening i just i find it satisfying what construction sound or noise do you hate compressors i could do without compressors what profession other than your own would you like to attempt as a trade or that's I think anything in the world thing. anything in the world uh, phil could I, be I, a, I want, by the way phil <laughs> could be a porn star I'm just letting you know it could be a porn star. I'd like to, uh, <laughs> I'd like to retire to being a barista and just press sign. Yeah, 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 that's your vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I might just, just join you. We, we, we want to be partners in a, in a <laughs> join bar, you, man. A make coffees and press sandwiches for. for Isn't that for the life? Eh? Uh, that would be. The life I smell Europe. Mean. Yeah, yeah. South America or Europe, one or the other. What profession? Fake cafe. Fake. What profession would you never like to do? Asphalt and trades or in anything on like in sales, like car salesman, anything where you really have to really I work. I love the smell of asphalt. The smell is good, but imagine having to work in I asphalt. I don't want to work in asphalt. I just love the smell. It's so hot. And did you guys sticky. ever see that I did the asphalt cologne? 
post Stop. way, way back. No, I remember. I did sawdust, concrete, and, and asphalt. Ash. Yeah. Described it like it was a cologne. <laughs> Photoshop my face with some models and shit. Uh, last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear the gods say when you arrive at the pearly gates, Phil? He'll most likely, most likely pull me over and say, hey. I need a help. I need help fixing something. Yeah, I need help fixing it. <laughs> and I would help him fix it. <laughs> I need a hand. <laughs> Phil, absolute pleasure to finally meet you, you man. Too, Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, I'm sorry Danny. we went a little late here. One of the OG supporters from Montreal is Phil. He's the one who told me about you. I know. It's just yeah. like it's been a while. well, you know what? It's it's entertaining. It's fun. It's it's educative. Like I like I said, you inspired a lot of my projects. I'm not going to you. Man. I just finished renovating my house. Thanks. Uh, I actually just the last thing I'll tell you, I took. I mean, you did one project with twin walk-in closets. Uh, I think two. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You did a hell of an accent wall. Yeah. I didn't have the time to make the accent wall. <laughs> but I, I mirrored that into a master suite bathroom in my house with twin closets on either side, barnyard doors sliding. Nice. Uh, she loves that. Yeah. I was, love it, it too. I saw it recently too. Yeah. I saved it on my AG and I said, you know what? When I do my, my master suite, that's what I'm doing. And yeah. you know what? One of the nicest bathrooms. Don't I do I what I did. I biscuited every single oh, side of that crazy. square. Your, your accent I didn't use any nails. I just used all glue. And you didn't Why? need to do that. Why? Uh, you know what? I need to ask you. I don't. Why? Maybe, That's just to show off on your Instagram. No, That's just I hated it, man. You, so you, many biscuits. You can, you, can, you can edit this part out, but I need to ask you. Your accent walls. You did one accent wall with a bunch of different components. The octagons uh, and the squares and everything. That was beautiful. How do you charge for that? So price plus time. I just guessed. So I know the material on that wall. That wall was uh, eight feet tall, and it was sixteen. No, yeah, sixteen feet long. The material alone, because it was all poplar. Uh, the material alone was about 10 G's. Wow. And then I guessed two weeks to build it all and put it together. And, and you, it took you, me three weeks. Okay. I didn't ask for more. I finished it, painted it. It's fucking stunning. It's it fucking beautiful. incredible. It was beautiful. Incredible. I actually, that was inspired by an Italian ceiling. Really? That pattern, that octagon and triangle and square is from a famous Italian ceiling. Maybe it would have been uh, cheaper if we if you got I looked, the plans done. I looked into plastering, I looked into a bunch of shit. What about getting the plans for the CNC or whatever yeah, it is and getting CNC. it cut CNC? I, I even like I had other guys reach out and t talk to me about that and all this stuff. The thing is that it could be done. It was going to be trickier. So I mean, would it have been faster? Maybe. But you cut every single piece. So I built every square separately i built every octagon separately wow i, I installed stomach. the octagons and the squares first and then i built the triangles on the wall wow and because of that i bought my Greco sprayer the sprayers are fucking nice yeah you I, need it you can't yeah. you can't brush stroke yeah. and you can't no, that no, stupid no. Greco battery dewall crap I, thing I, I like buy, that thing's a, a garbage I, uh, we, could, we can't find it in, in, in quebec i had to get it from it's garbage. if i want i would it was buy Apple's. that no i didn't buy the hand one i, hand buy I bought the Greco. i had the titan now i bought the Greco sprayer Lifesaver. Yeah. I even Life spray saver. painted the Dewalt battery blue because I couldn't stand the <laughs> yellow battery on the gun. Fabio is going to be mad at you. Huh? Uh, Dewalt? No, I don't like Dewalt. <laughs> what are you? I didn't even ask you the. Uh, uh, you know what? I uh, whatever I whatever. Makita, you're Makita, no? Makita? No, you know what? I was Makita. Okay. And then I I, I find that Makita tools are very limited. So when I came to the point where my batteries were finished, Makita. Uh, and the, we don't have as much access here to uh, Premier Tools where we buy our tools. I was at a crossroads, so I did some research, and it was obviously Dewalt, which I wasn't crazy about when they, when they, they changed over. Uh, their old stuff was good. 
uh, stuff started being made, I think, in poor quality. But then again, what no, do you mean? Like the Nikad stuff? Yeah, like when the, the more recent stuff. Look, when I, look the, I'm going to talk just like for the stuff that I use on a daily basis. And you know we're in dust and we're in cement yeah. all day long. Man, the, the, the Walt never let me down. No, no. Those the, drills and, uh, and the, again, I have a, the, the battery-operated I quick did my cuts. Research, and I did my research and I found that the, with the batteries and with the actual tool, and I've changed my tools because I think the tools today, like anything else, are built to break. Unfortunately, oh, I agree with you, man. Yeah, it sucks that they break it's apart. Business. It's the way it is, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Milwaukee, because the batteries are guaranteed three years, the tool itself is five years. I've changed them, they've replaced them, they've given me new tools. They've been good. They have a good fleet of tools, a good selection of tools. If I would have it my way and I would have the money and to spend and, and, uh, and fest, get all the fest tools. for sure. Well, festival, yeah. That's another, you know, that's more like if you, I would do much more cabinet. If you're Manny, you get stuff. festival. Yeah. Festival. I have crazy. a light and a vacuum. <laughs> the, the vacuum is fantastic. And 80,000 followers on Instagram. For me, so. uh, my dad, all of our, it depends because all of our compression, all our big uh, SDS, SDS stuff is all Bosch. Of course it is. Yeah, Bosch, of course. Bosch for me is, is the best out there. But I, again, I find that we don't have access, not here anyway in Quebec, to a lot of their tools, a lot of the battery tools. But I had a Bosch uh, impact drills, one of the first impact drills I it's bought. It's the only guns it's I use. Fantastic. Yeah. But all of our SDS is Bosch, hands down. All my battery operated tools are, I think, but all my quarter tools are Milwaukee, are Makita. Oh, so you get, you're like all over the place. You got a piece I, I, of everything. We do everything. That's Danny. When I, I curse when I have to do a job because I bring... So I, when you do a bathroom, people don't realize that trailer... And I don't even have a trailer. I, we use, I use my pickup. I have yeah. a, the cover in the back. I'm actually going to trade in the pickup for the new uh, Wrangler XC, the hybrid, and hitch a trailer because yeah. I can't take out and put in my tools anymore. I'm at the point where... Yeah, no. then that trailer gets stolen and you're pissed. Insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's a shitty day. Yeah, it's a shitty Just day. Just apply for mental health. That's yeah. all it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. All right, guys. Let's, let's get out. We're out of here. Let's do yeah. We're done. That's Five it. shows, Montreal. That was easy peasy, man. That was, I'm you, not going to lie. Ready? It was we'll do another, uh, what? Nine. Nine. No I'll problem. I'll come Nine. To if you want to no we'll go see my buddy Vito. We'll, go, we'll, we'll come. We'll go to a restaurant and we'll, uh, we'll make a trip out of it. I'm down. Thank you for everyone for listening again to the yeah, show, for IVC, for letting us hosted here uh, amazing IBC for thank you, you Danny Josie. for thank like you, Nick. organizing this whole thing and getting all these guys together all the grappa there's all been the a grappa. few bottles we're you know? at uh, three bottles <laughs> not bad three Vino, bottles complete pizza two bottles of wine everything half a bottle of limoncello the biscotti all kinds of yeah. stuff man like, we, we take care I recommend you, everybody no to come to Montreal come and see me call me we'll have a good time but for sure but it's still minus something out there minus come in the summer you gotta something. come in the summer yeah come in the summer I know I'm gonna come we're gonna do the 24 hour we'll do the 24 hour in the summer and we'll enjoy it we'll get we'll get to meet some more guys yeah, yeah for sure there's so all kinds of people that reached out to me too and say fun. i'm coming i want to awesome. i want a spot and awesome. whatever it is. i love that everybody that comes on the show they always say it's, it's fun actually no, sitting I, down I had and a, talking had a good man. time i honestly mm, had a good time good, man. Really, uh, we're, we're, we're making a difference i guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're out of here thanks Thank so much you. montreal Ciao. really appreciate it Thank Ciao. You. Ciao.